episode 158. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Drop by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's race it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Pushovers, pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Oh, fuck you, can't even sing. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And we're, we're the, the leftovers. leftovers. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, raw. Good shit. <laughs> All right, so yeah, uh, this week we are joined by a special guest, uh, Steve from Cast. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, thanks for having me on again. Absolutely. We no are going to be getting into the cage with Luke Cage this week. Nice. Sweet fucking Christmas, episode 158, Luke Cage. We're going to be talking about that. But, you know, as always, we've got some housekeeping that we got to take care of, uh, so don't worry. We're going to get to the advertised content. So we always do. Yeah, so chill the fuck out, people. All right. I uh, got a PayPal donation this week. Oh, uh, I actually got two. Uh, one from, uh, and it was a uh, PayPal donation, and it, it was from uh, Dave F. from Buffalo, and he, he says, just because Brian is awesome, thanks for entertaining us. There you go. I think people are kissing my ass now, Jake. <laughs> I think that's what it comes down to. It's a no-win for you. It isn't. No, no. It's like, <laughs> it's now, people, now people just feel bad for me. You know what I mean? No. I bet he really thinks you're awesome. No. I, they're just trying to... To what, like placate me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe. I maybe. think it is. They can't all be trying to placate yeah. you. No, they feel. It's got to be one sincere one. Yeah, I don't know, but it's like it's like it's, who knows which one it is. <laughs> the rest of them are just trying to make me feel good. I mean, the ones that give you money, you got to think are sincere. Yeah, they're like, I'm going to give money anyway. I want to give it to Jake, but Brian's feeling bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm convinced. So, yeah. Uh, and I got another uh, donation here. So thank you. Thank you so much, Dave F. from Buffalo. Uh, Michael J. Borelli sends us a uh, donation. And uh, under donation purpose, he put down Back Alley Lubes and Funko Pops. All right. So, yeah. Right. Two of our favorite things. One of my favorite things, and the other is your favorite thing. Yeah, amazing. I'm super excited. Have you ever gotten a Back Alley Lube with a Funko Pop? No. should try I, it. I'm not opposed to trying. You should try it. That's the only good thing they're used for, so <laughs> Back Alley Lubes. I'm not uh. sure what you do with the Funko Pop in this situation. Oh, uh, you'd, you, <laughs> you'd be surprised what you can't do in that situation. Yeah, oh. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, also want to thank... Uh, our newest Patreon patron, uh, Joe Vitale, and uh, oh, longtime listener, longtime listener. He's donating a dollar, and you know what? Thanks, Joe. That's all it takes. It's all it takes. It's all it takes is a dollar. If everyone out there would donate just one dollar, oh, God forbid you don't fucking eat off the dollar menu. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> just send us a dollar our way. You know what I mean? You know what? You know what? 
Yeah, speaking of the dollar menu. They don't even have a dollar menu anymore. Yeah, they, uh, it, it's, yeah. Well, that defeats my whole point. But I was going to yeah. talk about the, the McChicken. Okay. Did you hear about the McChicken? The yeah. guy, the guy who masturbated in the McChicken? Oh, yes, yes, I did. Yeah. I did. Got fired. Was he, oh, he was working there? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I just thought it was like a video of some guy masturbating in a McChicken. I didn't watch the video. No, I didn't watch the video either, no. but it was, you know, people were talking about it. I'm yeah. pretty sure it was an employee. Well, okay. Was yeah. he, like, periscoping himself doing it? or I, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah? Yeah. We'll have to find out on Correction Tuesday. Yeah. Should I, I'm not going to make a special sauce joke. It's just too easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, you can't now. Oh, anyway. Special sauce. <laughs> now we know where it comes from. It's a, it's a low-hanging fruit. <laughs> it is for sure. Uh, I, I'm playing the part of Frank. <laughs> nice. That's what he would have said. That sounded like him for a yeah. second there. I was like looking back and forth. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's my best Frank. Uh, let's see here. You know, uh, talking about. Let's talk about food here for a second. Sure. Steve, you can jump in on this too. Oh, okay, cool. Who the fuck dictate? Who, who the fuck dictated what foods are breakfast foods? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because sometimes people will shame you. Like you'll be like, "Oh, what are you what are you eating tonight for dinner?" And you're like, uh, "Oh, I'm gonna eat um, pancakes and bacon and hash browns and eggs." And they're like, "Ah, you're eating breakfast for dinner." Or on the flip side, or on the flip side, people shame you for fucking eating dinner foods. For breakfast. Yeah, yeah, like the old pizza for breakfast routine. Yeah, why the fuck can't I eat, like, chicken parm for fucking breakfast? Yeah. Where's the shame in that? You can't eat fucking chicken parm for breakfast? I fucking love breakfast I, I for have. dinner. Huh? You know, breakfast like, for dinner is I have. the shit. Like, breakfast for okay. dinner is good. Yeah, I love it. You've eaten chicken parm for fucking breakfast? A pizza, whatever's in the fridge. Sometimes leftovers from the night before. If I'm hungry and it's there, I just gotta throw it in the toaster oven. Good to go. Did you say leftovers from Hungary? No, leftovers from the night before. Oh, I was like, I Jesus. I, no, I don't know. I was just like, I'm damn. I'm combining my sentences. Listen to this guy fucking getting food from Hungary. I don't even know what Hungarian food is. I don't I, even know what the fuck I they eat. no idea. We got any listeners from Hungary? What the fuck are you eating? Send us an email. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, breakfast food. That's fun shit. <laughs> Yeah, I love that shit. Hash browns for fucking dinner. I do too. I Bacon, like it. Bacon, hash browns, egg. Oh. I love it. Yeah, it's smart. Like like McDonald's is fucking uh, selling that shit now. So. Yeah, you can get biscuits now. Biscuits. Yeah, good shit. Yeah, I love it. What are they? What, are, what do they call? Uh, what do they call biscuits over in Europe? In England? Mm. Don't they call cookies biscuits? I think you might be right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, what the fuck right. are they calling that? Our biscuits then? Yeah, and they call like yeah, cookies or biscuits. Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, it is weird. So I don't know. Do they even have our biscuits? Is that even a, a type of thing they eat? I'm sure somebody's got to have it over there. Yeah. So it's it's such a market here in the States. Yeah. I don't know. It's a fun conversation. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Shelves of that Pillsbury shit in our stores. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I love that stuff. Good stuff. Fun conversation, too. <laughs> it's, it's getting funner yeah. by the moment. Um, let's see here. Let's move on to uh, some iTunes reviews this week. Let's do it. Uh, 
All right, first iTunes review. It comes from uh, Anna Barkey 121, and it's titled "Favorite Podcast." Oh wow, one star. It's a five. <laughs> As an avid listener from the early days, I highly recommend you listen. The host Brian, who is the heart and soul of the show. See, back to the now. See, people mm. are just feeling bad for me, That's Jake. That's sincere. No, That's sincere. <laughs> no, she's feeling bad. No, you're crazy, Brian. He's been getting shit on lately. He feels bad about himself. Let me throw him a bone. Let me throw him a bone. No. I feel like I feel like you can't win. You know, can't have guys, people commenting how great Jake is, and then when they get to you, it's just like, oh, great, guys, like sloppy seconds. Thanks. Really, really appreciate the love. You know, yeah, just, just can't win. No, with Jake, it's just pretty much a given that they all love him. <laughs> He's <laughs> you know? a lovable character. Even if, even if an iTunes review doesn't even mention him, they still love him. <laughs> yeah, you know. How do you know? I just so I, that I, attitude. <laughs> I'm sure I have some haters out there. No, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Jake, you are beloved. Haters. You haters, are. Be- please send in emails. Yeah, I'll try to make some haters this episode. That's my goal. Uh, the hosts uh, Brian, Jake, and Jay are down to earth, hilarious, and well informed, and take the time to spend hours providing their fans with excellent commentary. Hysterical bumpers, funny tangents from the core topics, uh, except for the breakfast food talk. <laughs> wow. Real precognitive there. A little bit. A little bit. I don't know how. She's good. She's on top of it. She is on top, which apparently some people complain about. But these are such an integral part of the show. Weird fetishes and much more make for a, <laughs> make for a worthwhile listen. Wow, she really sells the shit out of us. Yeah, a little bit. Speaking of shit, that's one of my fetishes. Andrew Garfield taking the shit on my face. There you go. Jay likes dead bodies. Yeah, Jake, you, you fuck robots. <laughs> I, I, I think about it. Yeah. The yeah. technology's not quite there it, yet. Well, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing at home. <laughs> you know, you might have that old Robbie the Robot that you're going to town on. Save it up for the robots. Though. Yeah, yeah. You remember Robbie the Nintendo Robot? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. With his little fucking, like, disc statue. Yeah, and he only worked with two games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, those are the Gyromite? Gyromite was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't name the other. Yeah, more like Gyrocant. <laughs> man, I played it. It was garbage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I had the power pad, too, when it came out. Oh, God. <laughs> power pad. I didn't get a power glove or a power pad. I wanted all those things, but, like, I waited, and everybody was like, they suck. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. We used to jump off the power pad when you were doing the long jump, mm-hmm. and you just jump back on after you've jumped, like, 200 feet or some shit, you know? Oh, yeah. You could confuse it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. So that was always fun. Next one comes from uh, Sith Lord Forty Nine. Uh, it's titled "Love the Podcast." Uh, thank you for its five stars. Thank you for delivering pop culture news in such an entertaining way. Hilarious and informative. You're welcome. Thank you, sir. I love the way you read that. Yeah. I know. Just like <laughs> burned through that one. Generic. Generic. Yeah. I mean, that took no time at all. So. <laughs> Now we're critique, <laughs> critiquing. Yeah, what a t- the, guy, I no, review. the guy took the time to write it, give us five stars, and then we're saying it's, it's it. shit. Yeah, fuck that review. <laughs> Boring. Uh, not inspiring at all. Oh, man. Uh, next one comes from D. Ferguson 5, who, you know what? Irony gives us five stars. Wow. Yeah. Oh, we didn't get any last week, and they came flooding this week. I know. I know. It's crazy. It's uh, called a must-listen for any pop culture something or other, because it's cut off here. So uh, this is a must-listen for any pop culture enthusiast. Yes, they can be a bit crass. 
and vulgar. Hmm. What's the difference between crass and vulgar? Uh, I think crass means like very quickly say something that's like not like good. Uh huh. And vulgar. Uh, oh is wow. Being descriptive. You sound like fucking Webster's Dictionary yeah. with that first one. Yeah, I know. I, I know. guarantee if I look it up, it's going to so- say that. I, I don't know. Say something quickly and not so good. Boom. <laughs> crass. You're probably not. There I'm, you go. You know, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, vulgar's gross. Like vulgar's saying, gross. Talking about like describing vomit or right. I don't know. Okay. All right. Yeah. Back, okay. Do they say we're both? We're, we're crass and vulgar. Huh. Nice. Uh, and they go on to say, oh, God, let it go. Check and check. Uh, these guys make a, this podcast a weekly anticipated experience for me, except for this week. <laughs> <laughs> Already? Again. Again. Oh, this episode's fine. No, it's not. PCL offers content for any novice listener to a longtime leftover army vet. Uh, every episode offers a spirited discussion uh, about all things, movies, comics, video games, TV, and the like. It's like hanging out with your friends. They don't take themselves too seriously, which I feel endears them to the listeners. Like any show, they have friends of the show that they bust on and inside jokes that make you laugh instantly. If you want to be a part of something awesome, give these guys a listen. You won't be disappointed. By the way, Brian, fantastic job. You created, you truly created something great. <laughs> Dave F from Buffalo. So it's the same guy. Are you buying that? It's the same. No. <laughs> he's done it twice now. It's Dave F. He gave us the donation. He says just because Brian's awesome or something. Now he's now he's wow. kissing my butt again. He just feels bad for me. Like I'm a fucking charity case and shit. Yeah, I I wasn't believing you at first, but now you're like overachieved. Yeah, so I'm starting to believe it. No, I I no, I'm a believer. Yeah. I'm a believer, man. People are just feeling sorry for me. Hey, uh, how funny would it be if he's like ten episodes behind? <laughs> oh, yeah, like no idea. Because I just recently started pissing and moaning about this. Is that uh, what you're well, saying? A couple of weeks, right? Uh, like if he's, if yeah. he's like ten weeks behind, I think it'd be pretty funny. Yeah, well, he's not a, as a dedicated listener that he should be. Then, <laughs> you know what I mean? You fucker can't win. Yeah, it's like he's finally just listening to the Suicide Squad review. I took offense to that review in a few ways too. Why? What's going I, on? I doesn't like how I don't like how he says. uh just like any podcast, they have people that they, they rip on and blah, blah, blah. Or what, what's the exact line there? That line, I think. Uh, like any show, they have friends of the show that they bust on and inside jokes that make you laugh instantly. Yeah, I think a little bit of that is some of our unique charm that he just described away as like yeah. any show. Like, oh, like, yeah, any like, show. like all of them do. Yeah. They all are doing that. <laughs> Classic old hat. Yeah, right. I'm not. I'm not wrong to take offense at that line. No, our listeners have actually become characters on the show. Yeah, they're like you know real people and shit. I don't hear that on any other podcast. Yeah, I agree. Like it's any podcast. What the fuck? Yeah, man? like any like any podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, These five star reviews suck this week. I'm sending his donation back, <laughs> sir. You're gonna get it back. <laughs> Take your pity money. <laughs> uh, next one comes from uh, Rubikina La Rubia, and it's titled Best Source of Pop Culture News. Uh, wow. You know how you and your buddies sit around talking about all this kinds of stuff? Uh, hold on, let me start over. <laughs> you know how you and your buddies sit around talking about all kinds of stuff for hours on end, and you know how much fun you have doing it? Well, then this podcast is not for you. 
Whoa. No, I'm kidding. She says, <laughs> this podcast is for you. It's a five star. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, whether you are into comics, gaming, sci-fi, or fantasy, you will love this. Excellent reviews of movies and shows, along with recommendations for what comics you should be reading next. Do they take a while to get around to the advertise, advertise content? Absolutely. It's happening this week. <laughs> Always. Always. We talked about breakfast food, and we haven't even gotten to Luke Cage yet. No. And when are they going to get to Luke Cage? I'm going to give him one star. It took him half an hour to get to the advertised content. <laughs> I'm original. <laughs> anyway, uh, but you don't even mind because it's so much fun to listen to them. These guys have a great dynamic and love what they do. Here we go again. I just love Brian. He is the man. Aww. Called you the man. No, it's 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 a slap in the face, Jake. <laughs> it's lies. These are just these are pity compliments. <laughs> wow, one of those has to be real. Not only have I enjoyed so many of the things he's recommended on the show, but he also takes the time to interact with fans on social media. This is a passionate guy who works really hard to bring us something new every week. The community they have created in the Leftover Army is an absolute joy to be a part of. I can't recommend them enough. Wow. Yeah. That sounds sincere. I don't know. The, the, <laughs> the fact that she put in there that I'm the man, yeah. she knows what's up. Yeah, that part was yeah. a little bit... Uh, what, do you, yeah. what do you think, Steve? What's your judgment? I mean, I think it's a good review. Hmm. That's yeah. not what he fucking asked you, Steve. You're, think you're being too easy on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, no. No. You're, you're not, I, I think, don't I think weasel. You're just trying to pick out the pity. Okay. Fine. I won't weasel. I think you're trying to pick out the pity. I'm trying to pick out the pity. <laughs> yeah. You're trying to find all like. Oh, look. This guy's also complimenting me. Oh man. Oh, look at this. More love. More love. It's not. No. It's not. It's 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 fabricated bullshit love. It's like no. It's like it's like picking up a hooker for the night, Steve. After you know, after I read these, I feel dirty, and because it's the only the only reason they're saying this shit is because I fucking pissed and moaned about it. Yeah, but but they're true. You do interact with the uh, with everybody online. You you are passionate about it. You do do your research. Like, yeah, he's got you there. I know firsthand working with you. Like you actually do love doing this podcast yeah but why don't people tell me this shit into frank's house why do people only tell me this shit when i piss and moan and shit you know what i mean (laughs) this is like the equivalent i think it's it's like the equivalent of like leaving like you know some money on the dresser after they after they shame fuck me (laughs) (laughs) i i I think it's just like because you got so much jake so quickly maybe like he just like came in with like like a waterfall of compliments you're like oh Man, like I forgot about my other 230 ratings that we have on the podcast that say how great you guys are, you know? See, Jake, does, Jake, Jake doesn't ask for any compliments. <laughs> I, I pretty much I'm, – I'm out here like a fucking uh, – <laughs> like a street beggar. I'm like holding up a sign. You know what I mean? I'm holding up that cardboard sign. Please. We'll work for approval. They, they we'll work for compliments. And they like, keep doing it, so they must be getting paid, so it's got to be working. Fucking, I'm standing there holding that sign, Sarah McLaughlin music playing in the background and shit. People are like, I'll finally say something nice about this guy. Maybe that'll shut him up and I won't have to hear him bitch and moan about it every week. Wow. Is there more? No, that's it. We we got four. We got four. (laughs) And I'd say, I'd say about two, wait, like three fourths of them complimented me. Yeah, I thought they all did. Wow. Pity. Just pity. They love you. Yeah. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe any of it. You, you know, you're all you know liars. What's funny? My, my my first review on you guys was, yeah, they're all right. 
and you gave me shit for that. Yeah. And then I added on to it. You gave me shit for that. No, I so would. You just like to give shit on comments. I just. I, I, I now you're overanalyzing, Steve. It's a, it's a characteristic. I, Do you want me to temp, temper down a little bit? I went to your. I went to your your iTunes review, and I I said glowing things. I said like I said like at least like it's like a paragraph. And what do we get for you? You're like, oh yeah, it's all right. It's pretty good. It's, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks. Can't wait to read that on the fucking show, Steve. That'll knock them off. That'll knock them out of their socks. That'll knock their socks off. What a great fucking fun review to read, Steve. Why don't, seriously? Why didn't you instead? Why don't you just fucking call me and sing me a lullaby, you son of a bitch? Because that review put me to fucking sleep. You yelled at me the last time I did that. I did. You changed it. Didn't you change it? You said it's like we're decent or some shit. I did. <laughs> yeah, I, I gave a better review and then Kova got in there yeah. and was like four star. They don't like Agents of Shield. Yeah. Four Ooh. star for Agents of Shield. You know what? <laughs> we we right now, Jake, we're sitting at uh two hundred and eighty two iTunes reviews. Yeah. And uh that's, that's impressive. I've got some exciting news. Let's hear it. Exciting news. Guys, if we hit, now listen to me, if we hit 300 reviews. Oh, what's going to happen? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jake, do you think we can, we, you think we can come through on that promise? Yes, I do. We have to set a time frame now. How long do they have? Until uh, the you, end of October. You've got until the end of October, guys. If we hit 300 reviews by the end of October, we are doing absolutely nothing for you. <laughs> absolutely nothing. And no, no more fake pity in the reviews either. <laughs> <laughs> no more fake pity. None. Yeah. Yeah. So just back to saying whatever. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to get a review. Brian's a piece of shit. Five stars. <laughs> Boom. Thank you. <laughs> right. Uh, you know what I mean? Oh, man. Yeah. I can get down with that shit, Jake. <laughs> You would love that. I can get fucking down with Brian's a piece of shit. Five stars. <laughs> You're gonna, I don't think you can curse in iTunes reviews. No, S H that little uh, fucking star above the eight. Oh, okay. okay. T. Yeah. There you go. Brian's full of shit. <laughs> Five stars. Five stars. That's a review I can get behind. <laughs> What's the title of that review? <laughs> shit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what yeah. title. Is. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Uh, oh, uh, a huge announcement. Um, I teased it last week. Tomorrow I'm recording uh, the Westworld podcast that I'm starting with uh, Ashley, and it's going to be called uh, Sweet Water Saloon, a Westworld podcast. We're going to be recording our very first episode uh, tomorrow, uh, and we're having guest host Jimmy McKnight of the Ninja Starship. Nice. Is going to be the first guest host. Our, our goal is to have a different guest host for each week. So looking forward to that. And I did announce it early on our Facebook page. And I want to thank the droves of people that have just, just been supporting us. I want to thank all fucking one of you that supported us on uh, Facebook and liked our page. Thank you, Jake. Oh, you're welcome. So thank is you. That, is that it? That's it. <laughs> I know. I think Jared Gafford did as well. Okay. So yeah, I want to thank, I want to thank all two of you. So <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. Leftover army. Army strong, right? You fucking assholes. Um, and so, so you'll post the links to that show, I'm sure, on the uh, Facebook page. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're they're already on there. So thanks for joining. Thanks for thanks for uh, you know liking and following and all that other shit. <laughs> no problem. Got about six people that did it on uh, Twitter. Uh. So thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, guys. You guys are you guys are just I don't know. I'm just gushing <laughs> over the love that you, and support that you guys are showing for this show. <laughs> so I know we don't have an episode up yet, but yeah, thanks a lot, guys. 
Yeah, awesome. Brian's the man. He's great. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling love, man. <laughs> but you don't take the real love. You, you notice the absence of the yeah, love. Yeah. Well, see that that makes that even proves the case that it's all fabricated bullshit. <laughs> yeah. You know. Next week, like, oh, we're so excited yeah. for your Westworld podcast. Yeah. You get a bunch of likes within a couple hours of this being released. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah, just because I'm pissing and moaning about it. Yeah. <laughs> sure, they'll come in in droves now. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks for the love, guys. That's awesome. I put the links on Facebook. People liked the post, but they didn't like the page. <laughs> now, that's just rude. That is rude. <laughs> <laughs> that they do, they do not know their Facebook etiquette right there. Yeah. You, you can't put Oh, I like the idea of doing this thing I'm never going to do. Yeah. No, they, they see, it's like they saw it. They saw it, and the easy thing to do mm. is click like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not not even click on the page. Yeah. Oh, I got I got other shit I got to fucking look at on Facebook. Some somebody posted a fucking video of their cat. Uh, some lady's bragging about her stupid kid and stacking blocks and shit. <laughs> oh wow! Somebody posted a picture of their fucking food. I got to get to that. <laughs> I can't take fucking ten seconds to like a fucking page. <laughs> Thanks for the support, leftover army. You guys are great. <laughs> 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 oh, this may be my favorite episode ever already. It's <laughs> <laughs> quickly climbing the ranks for me. Yeah, uh, don't worry, Brian. You got another like. Oh wow! Oh, thanks, Steve. <laughs> fucking anytime. I'm fucking here, pity I'm here for you, man. You're fucking great. You pity. are great. Shut the fuck up, Steve. <laughs> You're not helping. God, I have like, my self confidence is at an all time low. <laughs> the lowest. It's the show. It's the show. The show does it, Jake. What? It's at an all time low. It's the show. The show. The show's killing me. No. Yeah. No. One of these days, see this mic that I'm talking into? Yeah. See that cord? Yeah. It's going to be hanging around my neck one day, Jake. <laughs> That's going to be terrible. <laughs> That'll be terrible. <laughs> I'll be very sad. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Jesus. All right. <laughs> Don't be sad. You know what? We're going to take our first break here. <laughs> but you know what? No, 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 no. Let's uh are you guys you guys want to jump in a good pop bad pop? We can. I'm fine with yeah. that. I'm fine either way. You want to take a break? Yeah, yeah, I could I could I could do a smoke. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, hey, welcome back. Uh, we are going to be jumping into good pop, bad pop. It's time for more leftover reviews with good pop, bad pop. Good pop, bad pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things, and if this is your first time listening to the show, we want you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. Sweet Christmas. Let's talk about Luke Cage. All right, right off the bat. We are going to be talking about Luke Cage, but we're going to be talking about Luke Cage, and I want to, I want to throw this out there. We're going to be talking about Luke Cage with spoilers, so time for the spoiler warning. This is a Pop Culture Leftovers spoiler warning. Today's forecast calls for spoilers straight in your dickhole. You have been warned. 
Given super strength and durability by a sabotaged experiment, a wrongly accused man escapes prison to become a superhero for hire. Uh, this uh, Luke Cage series for Marvel, Netflix, it stars Mike Coulter as Luke Cage, uh, Marisala Ali as Cornell Stokes, or Cottonmouth, but don't say, don't say that to his face. <laughs> uh, Simone Missick as Misty Knight. Theo Rossi as Shades Alvarez. Alfre Woodard as Mariah Stokes. And Frankie Faison as Pop. Because uh, that's the sound it would make when he punches you in the fucking face. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's go ahead. You know what we're going to do first? We're just going to go ahead and rate the series. Steve, talk to us about Luke Cage. What are you going to rate this bad boy? Uh, right now, for me, out of those four, uh, it's, it's, right now it's a Tupperware. I'm not completely done yet, but this would be – this is looking like a Tupperware for me. Okay, so yeah, we've watched, uh, Steve, you've watched ahead, but me and Jake, we've watched the first four episodes. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, so it's a Tupperware for you. Jake, what are you thinking? Yeah, this is, I, I am loving this. Like you said, I've only seen the first four episodes, but yeah, it's so far, it's an absolute Tupperware for me. I mean, I, the music is fantastic. Uh, I think Mike Coulter's really stepped up more than he was in Jessica Jones for this so far from what I've seen. Uh, I'm loving this. Wow. Uh, and McDonald's. Yeah. Again, we brought it up. Um, let's see. Let's see here. I, I am going to give this a high taste it. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Um, I think it could be a Tupperware by the time I finish it. Uh, Mike Coulter is, he's better than he was in Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. in my opinion, but he's still got a little bit more to prove to me. Um, but, uh, I love the barbershop stuff. I yes. think it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Somebody else loves the barbershop stuff apparently too. So yeah, my bad. Yeah, no, don't sweat it. Fucking, we had a ice cream truck and dogs a few weeks ago, so it's no big deal. Um, I don't know. Uh, I honestly, I think I, uh, high tasted. I don't know if I've given enough good reasons as to why it's a high tasted for me. Yeah, what 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 could it be doing better? Um, I like, I do like the pacing. I had no problem with the pacing in the first two episodes. It was kind of slow. Yeah. I yeah. like the buildup though. Um, and I think Kevin Smith, uh, said it best about this series. Um, when he said it's, it's, it's basically a modern day Western set mm. in Harlem. Yeah. And so you have like the reluctant hero and you got to wait until he's pushed over the edge. And I like that about it. I like that too. And to, you get a pretty good action sequence in every episode of the first four i've seen I, I think in the first one i i think like oh he he comes in and they shoot at him a couple times you see yeah. him you know and stuff like that and i'm not complaining about that i i like the character development and the build-up and stuff like that mm-hmm. um i don't know what it is that just hasn't like grabbed me yet to where it's a tupperware it's just one of those things where i think I think it's really just Mike Coulter. I think everybody else is doing great. Yeah. I love Alfre Woodard as Mariah Stokes. Yeah. I love the actress that's Misty Knight. She's great and gorgeous. Yeah. She, oh, my God. She is fantastic. She is fantastic. I love uh, Frankie Faison as Pop. Um, mm. I love uh, Cottonmouth, dude. That guy's great. Yeah. He's yeah. fantastic. He, do you think he ranks up there with the other Netflix Marvel villains with your Denacrios and your uh, – mm. Oh, I'm forgetting the guy's name. The Purple Man. I gotta watch. I gotta see more of him. But he 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 hasn't he hasn't he's not out of the running. No. Yeah, I agree. He's not cheesy. No, not he's at all. Definitely menacing and threatening. Absolutely. When he threw that guy off the roof. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. 
Yeah. I saw it coming. <laughs> well, I, I knew he was going to do something to the guy. I was like, that's guy, that guy's dead. <laughs> yeah, I knew he was dead, but yeah. the, the method of killing him I wasn't so sure about. Yeah. Uh, did you want to break down some of the episodes and just talk about some of the things? Yeah, let's talk about it. All right. In episode one, Luke Cage is in hiding uh, following his encounter with Kilgrave as a barbershop sweeper at Pop's Barbershop. Uh, three kids from his community, Dante, Shamik, and Chico, rob ganglord Cornell Cottonmouth Stokes, who assumes a, who assumes a war path after a massacre of a trade-off at a junkyard. After saving the restaurant owners, Luke works part-time for the th- from, uh, works part-time for from thugs. They offer to hire him for protective services. So, that's a little bit of what happened in that first episode. What else did you like out of that first episode that really stood out to you? Like I said, in, in just to, right away in my review, the music is such a big part of this to me. It is so good from the um, actual music that they use to the score. Uh, the score is done by um, Ali Muhammad Shahid, who mm-hmm. was the uh, DJ for producer for Tribe Called Quest. Yeah. And so it's just the stuff he's done is just incredible. I thought the, the introduction of the character was really well done. I think it was to the point where you didn't even need to see Jessica Jones. If you just want to watch Luke Cage, it's not, I don't think you have to have seen what, you know, Luke Cage was up to in those previous 13 episodes. Right. It did a good job of just bringing you in and telling you a new story. What about the incident, uh, where they called, uh, the little Easter egg for oh, the, yeah, the cinematic yeah. universe? Yeah, I was. It's like that's the only thing they ever referenced though in these Netflix series. It's kind of yeah. weird. Is that one thing? Is that one thing they, they do in they the Daredevil, Daredevil series? Too, yeah. and, and it's like okay, the incident. Other, other yeah. things have happened. So e- even the Marvel Netflix series recognized that the Ultron stuff didn't matter. Oh, thank God they didn't reference that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I thought it was a very strong first episode. I loved. Just the atmosphere of Harlem. I love being inside the club, and all the scenes in the club are yeah. really great. The music in the club is really good too. And just the way those scenes are shot, how you have them up on the balcony, and those like grand shots of like the two villain characters, yeah. like watching the music and everything. I really liked. Yeah, I liked seeing. They did such a great job of developing Luke Cage's character too, and just showing like what type of a person he was, like how he's just nonstop working just to barely make enough money to pay his bills right and you really got a great just within that first 60 minutes you really came to know who this guy was and like you know what kind of how he lives his life and kind of his morals and everything yeah so i thought it was a great introductory episode i like uh what was it like after he saved the restaurant owners uh who's also his landlord Mm -hmm. i loved how they, I was just thinking like, she's offering him, he comes in there. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Those guys are like getting ready to trash the place. And he comes in there and saves them. And she's like, we will pay you because they're going to come back. We'll pay you for your services. And all I could think was heroes for hire. Yeah, definitely intentional. Yeah. I I thought the same thing. I don't see how anyone. There's a lot of intentional, a lot of intentional things in this show. Yeah. Um, we can talk about some that we saw in like episode four a little bit later. Yeah, I like that was a great nod though. Yeah, I love that. that. I thought that was really good. I love how Pop is the one that calls him Power Man. Yeah, he calls him Power Man two or three times. Yeah, I think that's a really great nod. To I like the that material. as well. Yeah. So yeah, something in there for the hardest core comic book fans that right. really know this character, even though they obviously made changes from page to show. Sure. You know, definitely they. 
you know, they're aware of their beginnings. Yeah, you, I mean, if you're not going to base this in in the 70s, you have to change a lot to kind of like update with the times. Yeah, that's how every comic character works. Yeah. It's that sliding window of time that you do in comics. Like, well, yeah, it's the same thing too. Even in the MCU, they've updated oh, yeah. these characters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, not as much radiation right? and more, like, of today's science creating a lot of these things. Well, I mean, if you, even if you look at, like, Tony Stark, like, the character in the comic books, he's not, like, he is now, but he's not like Robert Downey Jr. was yes, back yes, in the day. Yes, he definitely morphed into Robert Downey Absolutely. Jr. Absolutely. Yeah, they've turned him into that character now. Yeah. So, um, let's see here. Steve, any thoughts on episode one that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I loved how episode one is just the per- – I thought episode one was the perfect way to start the season and the series because it gives you the understanding of what the entire series is going to be. And that's a – if this makes any sense, a quick slow burn because by the end of the episode, that's what we've been waiting for to see him use his powers. But everything before that building up to it was ecstatic in a way that you can compare it to like Breaking Bad where like it pays off at the end. And all the actors, the storylines, everything that's going on is fantastic. Like you guys are saying with Pop calling him Power Man with the uh, we want to hire you. They do that a lot and they do it in a way where it's natural. Nothing feels forced. It's not like you're reading it and you can be like, oh, th- this, is, this isn't fan fiction in a sense. Like this is all meant naturally and just sp- spontaneously comes out and things like that. And uh, What's it called? Just like, every, like, even though it's a slow burn, a lot happened in those first four episodes. Yeah. And that's what I love that. Because the problems with Daredevil season one and Jessica Jones season one was around the middle of the season, it gets a little slow, where I thought they should have been maybe 10 episodes each. And here, it doesn't, it feels like they have that down now. Like the Netflix team in general knows what to look out for and how to make a good story in the season. So I don't think we're going to be hitting that this season. For Luke Cage. I thought Jessica Jones and Daredevil Season 1 were perfectly paced and way better than Daredevil Season 2. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Daredevil Season 2 is definitely the worst of the four to me, I think, at this point. I agree. See, I love, I love Daredevil Season 2. Like, if I have to, like, they're all, like, Tupperwares for me, but I would choose Daredevil Season 2 over Season 1 just because I like the balance between using Punisher and then Elektra and then bringing it all together at the end. Uh, there are some, like, like you know, uh, cheesy things in all of these shows, but like you know, all four of them so far, Tupperwares is just like wow, Daredevil the season the two over <laughs> season one. That that's that's crazy. That's talk crazy talk. And then like on the flip side, like it, they didn't. They I guess you can say they brought it all together at the end, but like Punisher didn't even fight with them. Like he no, sh- he, he didn't. He shot like he shot somebody on a rooftop or something and then walked away. <laughs> so it's like I, but, it, it wasn't really like the culmination of anything really. And I think the. I don't know. I think there were too many stories going on in season two. Yeah, super annoying Karen that season. Drove yeah, me nuts. Yeah, Foggy was Foggy went down for me too. Yeah, yeah. Like wow. he, okay, he's like in the courtroom and and talking about like what a you know. Oh, I am a great lawyer now, <laughs> and I'm like, this is so fucking stupid. Yeah, I don't know. First season felt like magic, and the second season felt like it was always chasing that magic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here's another hallway scene, yeah. and everybody's getting excited about it, and it was like. All right, you just it's just every season are we going to have a different hallway scene now? I don't know. I personally enjoyed season 1 hallway scene over season 2. I thought they overdid it in season 2. That was like one of the few gripes that I'm like we didn't need another hallway scene and even if we wanted one this was not as good as the first season. The stakes just like uh The stakes sorry. were higher in the first season. He's fighting for a young boy that's been kidnapped. Yeah, this felt like Ninja Turtles Foot Clan. 
Right. Where the yeah, first, I agree. One, where the first one, like it was like he was breaking in and breaking out. Right. And actually, it, it felt more dramatic. Um, like it, it back to Luke Cage. Um, I, I do like uh, the way that Luke Cage is kind of like brought into this whole thing. Like the the neighborhood as as messed up as some of the neighborhood kids are. Mm-hmm. Like they're all still connected to the neighborhood. Yeah. And I feel like Luke Cage is kind of brought into this because of his love of Harlem and the people in Harlem and Pop's love for, like, these kids. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Also, you know, I talked about how Kevin Smith said this is kind of like a Western. I also feel like the story of Luke Cage is also kind of like a, a modern-day Robin Hood in in certain ways. I could see that. I he, could st- see that. he stole from Cottonmouth to give money to um, the, uh, the, what was it, the Cantonese restaurant owner? Yeah. And I was just like, wow, okay. So it's kind of like a little bit of a modern-day Harlem Robin Hood, too. So I really thought that was cool. Yeah, it's it's, it's a very well-done show. And I, I really like how heroic of a guy Luke Cage is. Like, as of yet, we really haven't seen, like, any major flaws in, like, his moral system at all. Mm-hmm. He has very high morals and very good morals. Yeah. And that's unusual in a show like this, you know, especially when it's one of these, like, more on the edge, kind of rated R Netflix shows. Right. To have your main character still, you know, have moral standards like Luke Cage does, I think is a little, a little something yeah. different. Yeah, he killed nobody in yeah. uh, in the uh, that battle that he had. Yeah, where he broke into that facility. Yeah, and you're, I don't think you're. I mean, Daredevil has, you know, he, he's kind oh of, yeah, he's kind of a fucking jerk to his yeah. friends and shit like that. Yeah. And, Obviously, Jessica Jones has a lot of problems yeah. and insecurities and whatnot, but Luke Cage is like the most stand-up guy of all of them, mm-hmm. and the show really came across with that. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. He's uh, he's a ladies' man, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he is. Wow. We got we, right out of the gate in that first episode, we get that sex scene with him and Misty Knight. Yeah. Whew. I got I got a question about that. Yeah. Uh, did, you guys, did you guys know that was Misty in the first episode? Yes. Yes. Okay, did you know because they announced that that actress would be playing Misty? Yeah, yeah. Because they never I, said her name. I, I, I knew one, from from previous. Yeah, me as well. Right. Yeah, I'm just I was just curious of what you guys thought because they don't reveal her name until I think the basketball court. Right. I feel like if you're a comic fan, you know right away. Yeah. Okay. So, definitely. Yeah. And we, I think if you're not a comic fan, you still get the reveal of the fact that she's a cop. Yeah. So it's still a reveal. Absolutely. That's true. That's true. Um, let's see here. Uh, episode two, uh, let's talk about the catalyst that makes him become the hero Harlem needs him to be. Uh, Pops is killed in the crossfire. Mm. Um, wow. Yeah. Gut-wrenching. Yeah. I love that character. Yeah, it was a great character, and it sucks that like Luke Cage basically had to make a choice there between yeah. the the what Chico was his name. Well, the, the, no, the little boy. Yeah, he, he saved the little boy. Oh, was it the little boy? Yeah, oh, Chico got shot, and was, he covered the little. Yeah, boy. Yeah, Chico got shot, and Chico was in the emergency. Well, he was in the hospital later. Yeah, yeah. And that's always a shitty choice. When I kept it. thinking to myself, like, this is like one of the problems I have with this episode. And yeah. you can argue it. and That's fine. Maybe you can make sense of it for me. But I was thinking, like, they asked for, uh, they were asking Cottonmouth for parlay. Mm-hmm. So they thought that, you know, with the parlay, they'd be able to work out a deal for Chico and give them the money back. And then, like, you know, yeah, maybe Chico leaves Harlem, never comes back, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they asked for parlay. I think that, I think maybe Pop was a little too overconfident that the parlay would go through. I felt like 
that day, he shouldn't have had the barbershop open. Yeah. And I know this is like a little gripe, but I kept thinking to myself, you're cutting – I kept thinking to myself, wow, this is foreshadowing. He's like cutting a little kid's hair. Something bad is going to go down. Yeah. Like the barbershop should not be open right now. <laughs> and it, it, you should have the doors closed. There's a, there's too much going on for you to be cutting a little boy's hair right now. Yeah. I would wait until like everything is blown over before you, I, before you open the shop doors. It's not worth a fucking $15 haircut. Yeah, I guess they were they had to keep up the front until the very last minute with it. Yeah, you can say that. And then um and and the thugs like Shades and the guy that ends up killing Pops are yeah. kind of acting ahead of the timeline a little bit too. Sure, yeah, he made an executive decision, he said. Yeah, yeah. So But I see what you're saying though. Yeah, I was yeah. just thinking to myself like if Pops like has Maybe he didn't see this coming from that character. All this heat from Cottonmouth. Yeah. Why is he putting little kids in danger? Right. I think he just relied on his respect that Cottonmouth had for him, that he kind of was in a safe zone. Like he says earlier, yeah. that his place is Switzerland. Uh-huh. And they make a point of that. I get it. So I guess. I get it. But like for me as the viewer on the uh, on the other hand, like. Yeah. I, and and you know, what you're saying makes sense. And like it's kind of like it's kind of helped me understand. But like. As I'm watching it, as the viewer, maybe I'm watching it too much as a viewer and is not watching it from, like, his point of view. Yeah, yeah. And that's what makes the deed so shitty that the guy busts the place up. Yeah. It's such a safe zone. It's like when you enter the church when the Highlander's after you. Right, exactly. So yeah. how the fuck did this guy do that? Right. Steve, what are you thinking? Yeah, uh, I'm kind of just saying quiet because what you're talking about, what your gripe is, I don't know if you've already no, seen No, no, no. If you're going to if you're going to allude to spoilers, just knock it off right now. Don't even do that. Misty explains that to uh Raf that um that Pops just like Jake said, Pops is a safe zone no matter what for okay. the past like 20, 30 years. That's the one spot that like that's why he has the swear jar just it was known without being said that you don't you don't go looking for trouble at pops that's the one spot because mm-hmm. like you learned that in episode 2 that he has the the past life how he got the name pop snap crackle pop and everything else so she explains that uh that this just doesn't happen that that if you're from Harlem you don't go to pops for anything except for a haircut okay all right so like in episode three that makes sense and i'll roll with it yeah and that's why that guy's such an uber douche yeah that he breaks that rule yeah. right well he gets his yeah. in the next episode when cottonmouth finds out that he uh, killed pop and then he gets thrown off a building oh yeah that was such a great seed too like cottonmouth was so good yeah like he was uh, go ahead sorry i was just gonna I, i'm sorry i was gonna ask what did you guys think of shades Oh, I like Shade so far. I think he's interesting. Yeah. I feel like there's yeah. more to him that we don't quite know yet. Well, yeah. I mean, we already know that he's involved in uh, a lot of the prison sequences and things like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I want to see, like, what this guy's capable of on the flip side because they, ma- they make him out to be, like, a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking to myself, like, ooh, is this guy, like, uh, the equivalent of uh, the wolf in Pulp Fiction? Like, he's – you know what I mean? Yeah, he's got a name for himself. Everyone yeah. knows – seems to know who he yeah. is. Like, why does he have this reputation? Right, right. I want to see what he's capable of, and we really haven't seen that yet. Yeah, I agree. But, yeah, that, that cottonmouth roof, roof scene – when he's like forgiving the guy and he's like, Oh, no, no problem. No problem. You know, you, you, we were hasty, but at least yeah. we'll just give him some money so he can rebuild the place. Yeah. And then you can, he's like, Oh, what the fuck did you do? 
And yeah, and then uh, it was uh, they're having the argument with Turk about uh, yeah. Turk getting paid for giving them the information about. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it was great seeing Turk again too. Yeah, I thought that Turk. Was... Yeah, we remember him from Daredevil. Yeah, Daredevil chased him out of Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, and so now he and he even drops a line like he needs to go back to Hell's Kitchen Not, where yep. it's safer. He's got to go back to Hell's Kitchen. I thought that was really good. Yeah, and I agree with uh, Steve. Like it, it was a very great callback, but wasn't cheesy or campy. Right. Like, they they handle that line so well in this show yeah we all kind of saw what was coming with uh with once turk saw chico in the back of the barber shop i was just oh like, yeah oh no yeah all right i loved it when he was texting and this is such a little oh, thing i loved that too where it did like the uh prediction like the autocorrect or whatever yeah. did you see that did yeah. you notice that i was just like little attention to detail like that is really cool it's a terrible movie but that that nonstop did kind of the same stuff the liam nielsen on the airplane oh i never watched it they do it, the plot is terrible but they do the communication through text stuff the same way and it was right. really cool that's cool yeah, so uh I thought that I thought that was pretty cool. Um let's see here. What else happened in episode three? Episode three was the awesome Wu Tang clan action sequence. That's right. Yeah. I mean to me that's been the spotlight of the series so far. Yeah. I mean basically the title track off of uh the Wu Tang clan enter the thirty six chambers. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. This and, whole scene was fucking awesome. And how they like mixed it up to the music, like when it, the method man stomp yeah. part was right when he was stomping through the fence. But again, it's like I think I, I loved it. As much as I loved it, I was thinking to myself, okay, like this is like uh the Luke Cage version of the hallway scene. But but yeah. they they flip it on its head because it's like he can't be hurt. Yeah. Which and, is kinda cool. And I think the music adds a whole third dimension to it sure sure like that that's one thing that the daredevil didn't have yeah was it it was just basically like you know heavy baseline yeah and i think i think at this point i mean we're already two episodes deep we're into the third episode we are dying to see an extended action scene with luke cage agreed agreed. we're dying to see it and so when he puts fucking that dude in the you know the car door burrito yeah i loved it i still loved it even though i'd already seen it oh me too I, even when he's charging up with the car door and yeah. busts through with the car door i like yeah. i'm like fist pumping and i've seen that too already right and i'm thinking to myself you know hey, does he really need a car door <laughs> but on the flip side i'm thinking why the fuck not yeah why the fuck not it why came not? in handy for it the did. car door burrito it did <laughs> if you're luke cage and you can rip the fucking door off a car why not yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping we see more of this style of action sequence where mm-hmm. we get like kind of the uh music video action sequence. Yeah. So I hope they do that some more. I hope they do it too. It's thirteen episodes, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh let's see here. At the end of that episode, well, uh, you know, uh oh, yep, yep. we find out that uh what's her name? Mariah Stokes. Mariah not Mariah. Uh Miss Misty Knight's partner, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Misty Knight's partner. He is in cahoots with Cottonmouth. Yeah, that was a big reveal. He's being bankrolled by him, so he owns him, and he finds out where Luke Cage lives because he, his partner, uh, Misty Knight, slept with Luke Cage, mm-hmm. and he's got her uh, cell phone tracked, so he knows the location of where Luke Cage lives. Yeah, and I was not this. I was like, "What the fuck?" It was the weirdest fucking thing ever. When I saw him pull out one of uh, Justin Hammer's uh, guided missiles, <laughs> he had like a rocket launcher, man, yeah, which yeah. is a, very cool. So like Sam Rockwell, Justin mm-hmm. Hammer from Iron Man 2, he, he's brought up in this as an Easter egg. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. the weapons that Cottonmouth has are from his company. The cheaper alternative to the Stark tech. Exactly. But when I saw Cottonmouth 
himself pull out a fucking rocket launcher. Yeah. I was like, what the serious fuck? <laughs> it was just the most out there scene ever. <laughs> and at first it didn't make sense to me. And I'm like, oh yeah, he's a fucking weapons dealer. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. But I just, I think those are a little bit harder to use than what they made it out to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not his first uh, rocket launcher building escapade. Yeah, yeah. Um, so does I, that every weekend, Brian? Yeah, I, I. It's not easy to shoot off a rocket launcher. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> I, I've done. I've not done. I've done a practice rocket launcher. before. He's not the so. biggest upper body build guy yeah, either. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised he didn't go flying up the roof. It just looked really weird with him pulling that out <laughs> and shooting the building. It's like a like a wily e. coyote moment. <laughs> and then they end. It. Then they end it, and yeah. I was just like, "Holy shit! Wow! Okay, I gotta watch episode four now." <laughs> yeah, I was there with you too. Episode four is a Tupperware for me. Yeah, episode, episode four, four, was, four was was my most favorite. So, like, I, if the series continues to get as good as it was in episode four, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm gonna it'll be a Tupperware for me. It was like three high taste it's in a Tupperware. It, it, it was. Uh, I, I honestly, I'd say, I'll be honest with you. I think, I think, uh, the first episode was a Tupperware. Yeah. The next two were high taste it's. Mm. And then this fourth one was a Tupperware. Okay. Um, I loved the first episode. The second and the third were okay, but this last one was just phenomenal. So fucking good. Yeah. The flashback stuff was awesome. The way that they did it was just, just great. It, let me just, let me just break down. We'll talk about it, but I, I just want to say the way that they did this was masterful because after the explosion, he's caught underneath the rubble with, uh, his landlord and they are trapped underneath the rubble. He saved her life now. And in order to get her out of there, in order to get himself out of there, he has to reveal her powers to him. So she's seeing him basically pick up huge blocks of cement <laughs> to clear them out so they can get out from under the rubble of this destroyed building. The cotton out. That was so funny. It was great. But I'm thinking it's just masterful the way that he did this because as he's revealing her, his power to her, mm-hmm. the entire episode is about him reveal the, the origin of a revealing his how he got his powers. Yes, yes. So I thought the two being in the same episode was just masterful. I agree. The weaving of the two storylines yes. was fantastic. He's revealing to her and that they are revealing his origin story to us and I was just like this is this is brilliant. Yeah. And I like how it kind of broke the mold of when you tell the origin in yes. the series. It was nice to that we were not doing this kind of stuff until right. episode 4. Well, and I mean we've already gotten into Jessica Jones season with him. Exactly, exactly. So I think that was a wise move, not like doing that kind of stuff in episode one. Yeah, like yeah. working your way to it. Very cool, kind of like flashback, and then mm-hmm. we've already been introduced to Shades. So like seeing him show up in the prison in those scenes meant a lot more. Yes, Steve. What was your overall thought about episode four? I I really enjoyed episode four. I enjoyed episode three a little bit more. Uh, episode four was a a perfect way to do it though like exactly what you guys are saying with the origin because unlike daredevil where season one is the origin of daredevil and you get the origin of matt's blindness in the first 10 minutes the the guys the the creators and writers knew this would take like at least a full episode to get his origin and i thought it was the perfect time i'm not sure if he actually revealed it to connie uh like everything but like at the same time it was just it was really perfectly done with that the the, the woman that he saved or, oh. Yeah, Genghis Khani. I don't know if he actually was speaking, telling her. He, I thought it was, I he thought said, it was he said, monologue. he said, in order for me to get you out of here, he's like, he said, I'm paraphrasing, but I've got to show you something. 
I think he just right. meant showing her him moving the rocks. Yeah, but like he, right before they get out, he yeah. says something like, you know, like they're like the people outside are like, he's coming out and he's saying like, this is between me and you. Like, yeah, the rocks, like him displaying the strength, I okay. think. Yeah, the power. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the fact that like the rocks didn't crush him or hurt him at all, things like that, I'm thinking like, I don't know what else you need to. I mean, that's, that's who he is. He's got, he's Luke Cage, the man with unbreakable skin, and like he's got yeah. super strength. I mean, he's, he's lifting these huge, massive rocks. I mean, I, I don't think that she thinks he's just like some, like deadlifter or something like no, that. No, no, and you can tell that she, she knows there's something extraordinary going on just from the reaction on her, on her face. Right. Like immediately. And she witnessed to epi- in episode one as well. Yes. Yeah. That, that's a great call, Steve, that he saw all that. Right. So, you know. I don't but, know. I just, uh, I just I, felt like, like she gets the gist that this guy is superhuman. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. But she, she didn't receive all the prison backstory. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that, like, she just knows that he's got superhuman strength and he's got her out of there. I just thought that it was masterful of the way that they showed us, uh, both stories. I agree. Yeah. Within this the is, same yeah. episode. Uh, I thought that, they didn't need to keep jumping back and forth. I thought, God, because they'd be like a minute scenes of him in the present. Then we do a 10 minute scene in the past. I thought that that was getting a little like too rampant of just back and forth, back and forth. I wouldn't have mind just like one or two less cuts, but I did love how he's punching the wall to get out of prison. And at the same time, they cut to him punching out into the surface out of the building. I thought that was beautifully shot, beautiful edit with everything like that. Uh, and, yeah, I thought it was the perfect way to do it. Like I, how I said, like the be- that was the best way to show the origin. I'm just going to echo what you guys were saying. So I agree. Yeah, it was great. I do agree with you though, Steve. I think episode three was my personal favorite. Yeah, out of those four. Yeah, out of the four. Um, I loved in episode four when they showed like the prison stuff. Uh, there's a lot of prison stuff that we haven't even touched upon. No, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, they, they talk about how did he get how, how did he get into prison. They don't explain. They, that yeah, they don't explain. They yeah. kind of explain that he possibly may have not have done anything wrong. That he just may have pissed off the wrong person. Right. I think there's a little bit of monologue about that. Okay. He's just there to be hit away. Yeah. Because he he stepped on the wrong foot somewhere. So he's in prison and he's like part of the support group and uh, and who what's the name of the main the main female in the support group that's that's running the whole thing like the psychiatrist or whatever. Oh. Riva. What's her name? Riva, that's his, that's going to be his wife. Okay, um, she is absolutely a knockout as well. Yeah, it's like yeah. holy shit. Now, did we see her and Jessica Jones in the flashbacks too? Yeah, she, Jessica. I mean, spoiler for Jessica Jones, but Jessica kills her. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and you notice that she looks. Aaron caught, picked this out from Nerdporn, but he he noticed that she looks a lot like Misty. Yeah, I I agree. I was confused just for a moment at that too. Hmm. No, oh, I could always tell that they they're. Oh, I'm not saying you can't tell the difference, but yeah. like they have the same hairstyle. It okay, looks like they have a, they're about the same height. It just it seemed like that. There's yeah. a lot of there's a reason why Luke was very attracted easily, to her. Yeah, and asking yeah. to go or uh, agree to go for coffee. You know, it was just like one of those things. Like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, then why is he getting with Jessica? <laughs> you know, yeah, she was just a side chick. <laughs> there you go, side bitch. <laughs> um yeah so uh let's see here 
all that stuff in prison I thought was really good. So basically it's like the warden gets him to be part of like this underground fight club within yeah, the prison. Yeah. That stuff was cool. Yeah. It was like blood sport in the prison. Mm-hmm. That was that was a great sequence. And then he hadn't been in the support group for like those months that he was doing that. And the reason he was doing that was to keep his buddy Squabbles alive. Mm-hmm. Who is still, spoilers, ends up dying by the end of that uh a flashback. We, yeah, we didn't, find out they got to him, right? They beat yeah. the information out of him. Yeah, yeah. So they, it, yeah, he thought it was uh, what's her name? Oh, they yeah. gave him the information. Re- Reba? Yeah, we're falling apart now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this episode's off the fucking rails. We don't know what's going on. Whoa, whoa. There was a lot that happened in that episode. Like, yeah, there was. But when he escapes, it is so fucking cool. When he fucking it, when he gets his powers and he escapes. And um, he's got the the metal hel- the metal oh, band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's the got, 70s band. He just got, needs the yellow jacket. Well, he had he was wearing oh, that. Oh yeah, he stole that yellow shirt off the dryer off That's the right. off the line. That's right. That's and so right. for a split second, he had that outfit on, and he says he looks in the car window, and he's like, "This looks stupid." Yeah. And basically, it's a meta comment that yeah, this is what you guys wanted. <laughs> oh, he he's got to wear the metal band, and he's got to wear like the yellow yeah. jacket. This this well, this is what it would look like it looks stupid so that's why i don't look like this marvel always plays that trick that's a great yeah. trick to play they did it in like captain america with the uso show yeah like yeah it's what cap suit would look like you dummies right so yeah. yeah it was it was a great easter egg yeah i thought it was fantastic i love that episode that that's my favorite i don't know i just thought it was great it was good i'm excited i me and you were saying through text that by next episode we'll both be done with this so oh yeah i'll have it finished and then we can just go and do like a whole season recap yeah i'm excited to revisit it and talk about you know what the best episode i wonder Mm -hmm. if this will maintain the best episode or even bigger and better things are down the line after episode four Mm -hmm. any last thoughts on uh luke cage steve Uh, i just wanted to say that i love theo rossi from uh sons of anarchy and besides his first episode appearance which i was like kind of like low taste on the performance the second episode's two started with him and seeing how he's reacting with tone i loved it i love everything that what he's doing i love the character i love the portrayal so i just wanted to make sure i put that out there very cool yeah it's a good yeah. spot for you to plug yourself too steve oh yeah thanks uh if you guys we have a uh separate itunes channel called luke cage so you can just type that in. We'll be the first one on the list. Uh, me, Aaron from Nerd Porn and Kova, my other co-host from Cast, uh, we're reviewing the show and we've reviewed the first six episodes so far. Okay, so it, uh, it, the 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 Luke channel Cage. it's called Luke Cage. Yep, you can't miss it. All right, very cool. All right, uh, we're gonna take a quick break and come back and then finish the rest of Good Pop Bad Pop. Sounds good. Greetings, leftover army. Pop culture leftovers is the people's podcast. They're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read, but their listeners can. So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com, and if the leftovers like it, they'll contact you and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow The Leftovers on Instagram at Instagram.com slash PopCultureLeftovers and on Tumblr at PopCultureLeftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. 
All right, hey, we are back uh, with more Good Pop, Bad Pop. Uh, I want to start off, uh, I got a chance to watch Ash vs. Evil Dead Season 2 premiere. Nice. Did anybody else get to see this? I did not. No. Did you watch, did you watch Season 1, Steve? No. Oh, God, you're missing out, man. Are, are you, you not an Evil Dead fan? Yeah. I, I never grew up with like Evil Dead. I don't really know much about it. I know that there are a lot of movies out there, and I heard that it's a good show. I just I just got stars recently, but I ne- I was never really into it. I heard it's good, but it's just one of those, one of those things I just haven't watched. Uh, you've never seen Army of Darkness? No. Oh, you're doing. I'm not, I'm not a huge horror fan or like zombie fan. It's, really, it's not a horror movie, not at all. Uh, Evil Dead okay. Two, a little bit. Even it, not so much. But Army of Darkness is a is a full fledged like romp, like yeah. an adventure romp. Absolutely, not a horror movie in the least. It's comedy too. Oh, okay. Yeah, a lot of physical comedy. Uh, yeah, I would definitely just watch Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness. I think you're good. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Uh, let's see here, but I did watch the uh, season two premiere, uh, season two premiere of Ash versus Evil Dead. I gave the first season a Tupperware. It yeah. turned into a Tupperware. I loved it. Me too. It it really ended on a high note. Yeah, going back to the cabin and doing all that stuff. Season two uh, starts off with a bang, man. It really? Starts off with a fucking bang. Uh, we're introduced to Ash's father. Oh, that doesn't last long, but it's a, it's an it's a really cool <laughs> scene. We get to meet Ash's father. Uh, things are not working out in Jacksonville the way he thought it would be. He thought it was going to be paradise, going to be heaven. Yeah. You know, he made the deal with the deadites. <laughs> uh, Ruby was in control of the deadites and she made that deal with them that, you know, mm-hmm. if you, you know, we take over the earth and you just get to live your wildest dreams in Jacksonville, Florida. And, uh, well, the deadites are not under Ruby's control now. Oh. And so, uh, the deal is broken. He changed the timeline and fucked himself anyway. Yeah, he's screwed. So he is visited by deadites in Jacksonville and realizes that the deal's broken and he's pissed off at Ruby. Um, So he's like, uh, where can I find Ruby? Where is she going to be? And of course he knows it's where he's from, Elkhart, Michigan. Mm -hmm. So we get to go to Elkhart, Michigan, where Ash is from. Uh, this season, Pablo is still being tormented by deadites after having the, the Necronomicon as a mask on last season. Yeah, yeah. So he's constantly being tormented by deadites. Um, you've got Kelly. She's also battling deadites. And as she's fighting deadites, they're telling her, why are you following Ash? You can be more powerful than Ash. He should be following you. Uh, kind of planting that seed. Yeah. And so I think that uh, there's going to be a, a battle, uh, a struggle for power later in the season between Kelly and Ash, which mm. should be pretty fucking interesting. That will be cool. Um, I don't know. I I loved it. I thought it was a fantastic episode. The Deadites look scary as fuck like they always do. Mm-hmm. It's a mixture of practical effects with CG, and it works. I thought it was fantastic. I loved this first episode. So definitely they dropped it three days early. I watched it yesterday. It doesn't actually premiere until tomorrow on Stars. But Stars was letting you watch it three days early. Nice. And so I just pulled it up on my PS4 and watched it, and I loved every minute of it. I thought it was fantastic. Gory as fuck. There's a scene with uh, Pablo, the Necronomicon, is back on his face. It's just, it's just a, a, like a nightmare they give him. Mm-hmm. And he's ripping it off of his face, but he's also ripping off flesh from his face as he's tearing off the Necronomicon. And I was just like, oh, my God. And it was gory. It was not CG. It was just fucking practical effects he's ripping off bloody makeup it was amazing oh wow so real dark real scary real funny 
I loved it. I thought it was great. He's in Jacksonville, Florida, trying to, you know, uh, get with a, trying to tag team a mother-daughter combo. Shit was fucking hilarious. I loved it. Yeah, I'll be on top of this. I mean, Evil Dead is one of my all-time favorite franchises. And, uh, yeah, I'll probably, uh, watch this in like three or four episode blocks as the season goes by. Yeah. That's what I kind of like to do. I, half an hour is just not enough of this for me. Right. Like I need like a good hour and a half chunk. Yeah, it's not like Frank. Yeah, I guess a little, I, I'm not normally like that, but for this show, it's just like I want more so much. Like I just can't huh. half an hour is too small. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you guys got for me? Um, I checked, so yeah, Tupperware that first episode. I checked out the new animation last week on Fox on Sunday. Uh, tuned in for the uh, Simpsons season premiere, and then checked out the uh, Son of Zorn episode two. I had uh, watched episode one after you had talked about it last episode to yeah. check it out. And uh, start with Son of Zorn. I, I do agree with you that it, it definitely was not a toss-it, toss-it. Yeah. Uh, but there a lot of potential. Did you see episode two? I watched episode two. I thought it was great. It was a lot better. I thought it was way better. Yeah, the, the storyline was a lot a lot better yes. with the uh, teenage son trying to find romance yeah. and just him dealing with that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to keep watching this show. Me too. I'm on board. I enjoyed the second episode way more than the fi- the pilot. Yeah, I agree. It was it was a taste it and a high taste mm-hmm. for me. Still not yeah. quite Tupperware status yet. Though. Yeah. Um, watch the Simpsons season opener. Uh, you should check out the uh, intro to this episode if you haven't seen it already. Yeah, is it the Adventure Time? It's the Adventure Time one. Yeah. You can watch it on Hulu if you have it. It's the animators that did Adventure Time. Mm-hmm. They do a song and everything. It was pretty amazing. Uh, the episode was just a middle-of-the-road taste it for me. It, I, I mean, The Simpsons still has its great episodes here and there, but they're definitely few and far between. But I'm a loyal fan. I still love all these characters. So it was a Monty Burns-centric episode, so I did like that part. I, I like any time we learn more of his backstory, as convoluted as it's gotten 25 seasons into this show. <laughs> right. But, yeah, it was it was a decent season premiere. Um, no big gimmick like they've been doing for a lot of these premieres sure. in the last yeah. few seasons. Yeah. So, in, in a way, that part was kind of refreshing. I get tired of the, the gimmick episodes. Do they have another season under contract after this one? I believe so. I think that's it uh, after that. Yeah. I well, for this contract. I mean, they may come back and do another season. But Yeah, it's got to be getting close. This show has to be getting close to wrapping up. I'm not sure when it will, but... I got to imagine it's five years or less here at this Absolutely. point. Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, good good animation block. I don't do the uh, Family Guy or the uh, Bob's Burgers. I um, still watch Bob's Burgers. I've never watched Bob's Burgers, so it's I have no no opinion on yeah, it. Yeah, I dropped off a of Family Guy two seasons ago. Um, it was after, like, Brian, I, the last season I watched, I think, was the season where Brian died and came back, and mm. I think the quality's kind of gone down, but I don't know. Yeah, I've never been that big of a Family Guy person, so yeah, I like it. It's all right. Yeah, Steve, what's up? Yeah, um, what's it called? Uh, sticking with TV, I guess. Uh, right now, uh, Son of Zorn, like you were saying, was it's okay. The second episode was a lot better, but at the same time, it's just like, like it. It's just it's hard that you can tell that it doesn't look like anybody's actually standing where Zorn is. So when the actors like the actors are being told where to look and everything else, so it, you know it's okay. It, it does look like it's getting better, but I'm loving this is us speechless new girl uh, and what is it? I had it. oh uh, last man on earth. Oh yeah, last man on earth. That first episode was great. Yeah, 
I love how John Hamm just keeps showing up and dying or is there for a second like with the he didn't they did that in Parks and Rec as well uh where in the the they jump into the future uh, for the set the finals uh season and they jump like three years ahead and they fire John Hamm in the first minute and he's like well it's been a great three years everybody we'll see you later and he just <laughs> well, walks out so he just keeps doing that I love how they they keep going on that joke not only not only that, but it, it also is a callback to the season opener for season two, where yeah. Will Ferrell died. That's right. That's right. So in each season, they introduce a new character that you think could be like a major character, and then they just kill him off. Oh, that's funny. So I think in season four, if we get a season four, they'll have another big time actor die. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, uh, what's it called? Um, speechless, though. Very surprisingly, really good. I um, it was all right. It was okay. I saw the first episode. What's the premise of that? the The funniest the funniest part is when I thought the the, the funniest part in the first episode was the uh, fairy godmother joke had me rolling. Okay, speechless is uh, about the, the 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 kid that's uh, disabled. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. it. He can't talk or anything, so he has a board, and he needs someone to be his reader and everything else, and you know, be his like partner. Yeah, it's and, like, still it's still like, a network sitcom, and it's got that network sitcom feel mm-hmm. from shit that I don't like. I don't, you know, like Goldberg's in the middle, and I I'm not a big fan of that fucking sitcom feel. I like more of like an FX sitcom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A little yeah. bit more dark comedy, not the bullshit laugh track kind of stuff. But this is it feels more like a like modern family and that shit where it's just like, man, that shit, it starts off real strong and then it just fucking, it's just formulaic and they do the same shit every week. I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was an okay pilot episode. I thought it was all right. I thought the pilot was better than most I've seen. Cause I've seen a lot. I've been watching a lot of TV, uh, just with the fall season and everything else. And speechless is up there. This is up. This is us. Uh, the good place. Have you guys seen the first four episodes of the good place? I've seen the first three. I've seen the first two. Uh, the second episode was not that great, but the third and fourth were a lot better. Yeah, the third episode well, I'm had sorry, a great the ending. Third ep- they, they consider the first episode, because it's an hour, two episodes. Yeah. So uh, what's it called? The third episode is not that great, but the fourth one is, is really good, I thought. Yeah, I'm going to keep watching. I'm going to see what's up with that. So how was uh, the second episode of This Is Us? Yeah, I haven't watched it either. Uh, they, I personally love this is us because it's from the writers and directors of crazy stupid love okay and, I, and that's like one of my favorite movies so i watched that and then with everything because i was listening actually i want to talk about this with you uh what's it called with this is us i never got the like, oh i know i know it's no there's no sci-fi in it fuck off steve i already get it Okay, uh, okay, I just really I know I already that. got fucking I already got my ass reamed on Facebook. I don't need to fucking hear it again. I was wrong. Okay, I wasn't really trying to I I just took it as a different point. Like like film subjective, so I'm not saying you're wrong. I just didn't take it like that. Uh but the second episode's good. Uh we see more of like uh what's it called? The Manny has to continue because he's under contract. Oh, and no. Everybody's calling him an idiot, so he's got to like deal with how do I deal with that type of stuff? Uh, and then, uh, what's it called? They do another reveal at the end. Do you want me to spoil it? No. Okay. So it's, it's okay. It's not as good as the, the pilot, but it's definitely, I won't continue watching it. Do you think every episode will have a reveal at the end? I don't know. (laughs) 
Uh, it's one of those things where, like, the what they did, it wasn't more of, like, a reveal. It was more of, like, there's a lot more questions now for the third episode. I saw it uh, build as a reveal online. After you it, saw after. what? I saw it build as a reveal from, like, sources. Like, tonight's okay. reveal on This Is Us, so... Okay, I mean, I guess, yeah, it's a little reveal, but then there's also, like, ten questions that go along with that reveal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I don't know. I'm going to continue watching it. I think it's a pretty good show. Listen, so to, Steve, listen to Steve trying to bring fucking Correction Tuesdays to recording Saturdays. <laughs> Fuck my it's, fucking it's, life. Fuck my day. fucking you life. Here and, uh, have a conversation with intelligent men like you two. Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, Brian, you're great, man. Don't Back. worry. Yeah, I'm, I'm, really I'm the good. fucking man. You're... You're the you're the light that you know lights up the entire pop culture leftovers. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Fucking assholes. All right. Uh, let's see here. I want to talk about uh, Star Wars Rebels season three premiere. Nice. Uh, this uh, will have spoilers for season two, so uh, just want to just want to throw that out there. If you haven't seen season two, uh, you might want to skip ahead. Um, we've got Ezra. Ezra's back, of course. He looks older. He's got the shaved head now. Not completely shaved, but it's, he doesn't have the longer hair now. Hmm. And he's got the scar on his left cheek. Uh, he breaks Hondo out of prison in this first episode. Then we see that, uh, really cool scene of, uh, Ezra taking on the Imperial Walker, using the force and controlling the Imperial Walker. Just, it, even, just an amazing scene, just watching it again. Uh, Hera's upset with the way Ezra handled the mission. Ezra starts talking back to her, and uh, you're starting to see a little bit of that dark side come out a little bit. You know, he's he's whiny, but he's not as whiny as Anakin was in like the you know the prequels and shit. Um, <laughs> Hard to be Luke. that whiny. Or Luke for the Tashi Station. <laughs> he goes back to his room on the Ghost, and he's still upset. And then he reveals in in the time in his room that he is uh, using. He, in the last episode, he opened up the Sith holocron, and now we see him using it and talking to it and learning from it. And um, Kanan, who's blind now, ends up uh, going into Ezra's room to talk to him, stumbles across the hot Sith holocron. He knows what it is. He's felt it. It's kind of like a pyramid shape, mm. and he feels it, and he's upset with him using it. So he takes the holocron away from him. Um, they, then we get scenes of uh, Governor Price. She's talking to Grand Moff Tarkin about uh, the prison break that we just saw in the episode on Lothal. And she persuades him into giving her the 7th Fleet to take on the Rebels. Enter uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Oh, so was his first scene? Uh, well, he's, uh, we know he's coming at this point. Uh, we we, don't they they haven't showed they, – they, they didn't show him yet uh, in that part of the episode. He does show up later. Uh, I'll talk about that in a moment. Hondo says he will give the rebels some information in exchange for a ship. So he's always trying to make a deal, trying to cut a deal, trying to get something to uh, better himself. It's classic Hondo. Uh, he tries to make a deal for the ghost, and they're like, no. <laughs> they axe that shit right away. Yeah, he tells them about a shipyard where they're using old ships for scrap metal, and that they uh, and they feel that if they can steal some of these old ships, they can start building a fleet so that they can set out to destroy the Empire's factory that they have on Lothal. Um, and then we move on back to Kanan. Kanan's got his own art going on right now, and it's really awesome. It's my favorite part of this episode. His own arc? Yeah, I mean, he's got his own character art going on right now. He's dealing with him being blind. Yeah, yeah. So it's a whole new arc for this character. Um, and uh, he's being called by somebody. He can hear somebody calling him through the Force, 
and he ends up walking out into the desert where all these spiders are, but he has this device to keep the spiders away, and he ends up meeting a uh, creature named Bendu. Uh, he's a, he's not Jedi or a Sith. He just calls himself. He's a, just a Force wielder. Hmm. He's a, he's what's called a Bendu. Gotcha. Is he humanoid looking? He looks like something out of. Um, I'm trying to think. He's uh, a, he's gigantic. Okay. He. I'm trying to think. He looks like something out of. Um, Maybe like a never-ending story, like a creature from mm. like the never-ending story, like a giant forest creature or something. Okay, I dig. He's part, he actually looks like he's part of the earth, and then he comes up from out of the earth, and uh, he starts talking to Bendu and uh, ends up giving Bendu the Sith holocron, uh, holocron, and that's what the entire ep- next episode looks like. It's all about like they TC the episode two for it, and it looks like episode two, which a- actually airs tonight. Um, it looks like Darth Maul wants the holocron back. Mm. And so it looks like the whole scene revolves around Kanan, Darth Maul, and Bendu. And it looks awesome. I can't wait for the second episode. Nice. So how is Kanan dealing with the blindness? Is it really, is it like, is he still capable of like being a good Jedi? I think he's learning from Bendu. Okay. He's learning from Bendu right now. And he's, I mean, uh, you gotta understand, like, I, I, like Kanan, Kanan was just made a Jedi Knight last season. I mean, his training was not like if you like the Kanan comic book, you find out like his training was cut off pretty short after mm. Order sixty six. I see, I see. So it's like even him training um, Ezra, Ezra's not getting the best training because he didn't get the best training. Mm. So mm. his master was killed when he was real young. Got to take what you can get in these times, I guess. Yeah. So it's not like he went through the trials or anything like that. So yeah. okay. But um, we do get uh, Thrawn a little bit in the episode. He's pretty cool. I mean, he does drop the line. He says at one time that the Rebels will be the architects of their own destruction, and I really love that line. We didn't get a lot of him, but I'm still excited. So That's cool. I thought it was uh, I Tupperware. I thought it was fantastic. Good. Better than last year's premiere? Uh, last year's premiere was a Tupperware. I, if I'm comparing the two, they're they're both great. I think this was probably... Not as good as last year's. I, I thought the Canaan the, uh, the stuff was great. They always start strong. Hopefully they don't have as much nonsense in yeah. the middle this time. The Canaan stuff was great. The Hondo stuff was great. The whole, like, stealing of the ship stuff was, like, kind of lame. Mm-hmm. Kind of lame. Yeah, I get it. They're trying to build the fleet up and bullshit and blah, blah, blah. But I love the Canaan stuff, and I love seeing Hondo. Hondo's a great character. Uh, but I think last season's opener was just like solid throughout the entire episode, just solid. But it, it does look like the second episode's going to be really good. And last year the second episode was really good. Okay, but like it was like those middle episodes yeah, that really were kind of lame last season. Space so. whales and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So we'll <laughs> see if they can keep it up. What else you got? Um, I um got the uh, 25th anniversary digital remaster of Beauty and the Beast on Blu-ray this week and watched that. I probably haven't seen that in over a decade. And uh, a lot of people know or maybe don't know this was the first animated movie to be nominated for a Best Picture Oscar, which is um, even still isn't something that happens very often. Yeah, uh, I remember they actually had the cartoons go out there and accept the award or something. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And uh, wow, it's really it was really great to see this again. Um, I don't know that I've ever seen this uh, not in pan and scan because I think the last time I watched this was in the old bulky uh, VHS tapes that Disney used to put out. So it was really wonderful seeing this completely digitally restored and in full widescreen for the first time. So I, I, 
I Tupperware this. This is one of my favorite Disney movies of all time. It got me excited to see the uh, upcoming remake with uh, Emma Watson mm-hmm. as as Belle and whatnot. Did you see the picture? Yeah, I did see the picture yeah. that was released this week. I don't know. I'm not too excited about how the Beast looked in that yeah, picture. Yeah, he looked too CG. But maybe when he's moving, it'll look a little bit better with a little bit more post-production. I yeah. mean, it's probably a pretty raw photo we saw. I'm sure. Thinking. Um, they advertise um, a sneak peek at the new movie on this 25th anniversary release, and it was like hardly anything. It was like a minute 23 long of right. just basically talking about the production of it. So it's kind of false advertising there. But I mean, this is if you're a fan of this movie, this is the way to pick it up. Um, Disney just started doing these things called signature editions. Uh, this is the second one of those. The first one was Snow White. And just every three or four months, they're completely digitally restoring HD hmm. remastering of a lot of their classic movies. Yeah. I've so. seen Beauty and the Beast one time when I was a kid, and I've never watched it again. Yeah, it, it really holds up really well. Like, I think as a kid, I like preferred Aladdin to Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. But as an adult, I think Aladdin isn't as tight as Beauty and the Beast is. I saw Aladdin one time, and I've never seen it again. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I can understand why Beauty and the Beast would probably hold up better. Yeah, it's a little bit more more timeless. Yeah. I think for the uh, the majority of the songs are stronger in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was really fun to see that again. I, I'm glad I'm collecting these Disney signature editions. I'm excited to see what they're going to do next. I'm are really, they 4K? Uh, you can get them in 4K, okay. I believe. I believe. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm hoping they do Pinocchio next. Pinocchio. I'd really like to get Pinocchio on Blu-ray, HD yeah, Remaster. Pinocchio and the Racist Crows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is that in Pinocchio? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that part. Isn't it? Or the, I think, I think that's I th- donkeys uh, I or something. Ju- I think that's uh, either Jungle Book or Dumbo. Yeah, Dumbo. Dumbo. That's right. Dumbo's the racist. I'm not. The, I'm not a Disney scholar, guys. <laughs> you just know about the racist crows. Racist crows. They're in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> They've never seen an elephant fly. Fucking correction Tuesdays rears its head again. <laughs> I can't escape it. Yeah, Brian, you're the man. Fuck off. All right, Steve. What else you got? I got uh, two movies. I saw uh, Ark on Netflix, which was surprisingly really good. I gave that a high taste it. Uh, it's If you guys have seen uh, Edge Tomorrow or Live Another Day or something like Looper, uh, it's it's really good. It's, a, uh, it's an independent movie with Robbie Amell and I forget her name, but she plays Trish in Jessica Jones. Mm, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a dystopian future and – Renton, who Robbie plays, he's an engineer who works for this. Who, I mean, they're called tourists, but it's basically the Empire. Uh, and he and he and the girl who Trish plays, I forgot Hannah. He and Hannah uh, were like trying to run away from tourists, and Hannah got ca- captured, and then uh, Renton gets away. But Renton was working for tourists, and then they kind of fired him because he was working on some type of project called the Ark to create like uh un- unlimited energy and so he run- he gets away and then the movie starts with him waking up and he's being attacked take uh, pe- uh robbers got into his place and they're looking for his scripts which is like cur- some type of currency in the future and uh he tries to get away he falls down the stairs, dies, wakes back up. You think it's a dream, and then the guys come back in. So it keeps repeating itself, 
and I don't want to spoil too much because if you like time travel movies, if you like things like Edge of Tomorrow where it's like a video game almost and you're in like – you're just in this complex maze, I highly recommend seeing this movie. I gave it a uh, – what, what I actually rated my score because a high taste, I'd give it the actual number uh, – Damber is uh, here. We go. I gave it an eight and a half out of ten. Oh, so, so a really high taste. Yeah, it's a high taste. It. Yeah, a really yeah. high taste. It. So yeah, I highly. If you like those type of movies, it's really good, especially for an independent movie. It's an hour and a half. Uh, it starts with action, ends with action. It's just, it's really good. I was, I was very because I was like a little worried. There's some cheesy, tropey stuff that happens, but then things get thrown on their heads, and it ended very well. I like Robbie Amell. Yeah. What, what was that show he was in? Fucking on CW. For the guy. Flash? No, not Flash. He, it was uh, the, uh, he had his own series before one that. One of those like Vampire Diaries, no. or the Hundred, or something like that. It wasn't the Hundred or Vampire Diaries, but it's uh, yeah, it's kind of like one of those kind of like shows. I can't remember what it was called. I actually watched the first season and actually enjoyed. It, it got it got canceled after the first season. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, I liked him in the Duff too. I thought he was really good in the Duff. Yeah, I'm going to check this uh, out. I, I, ARC's been on my radar. It's on Netflix? Yeah, it's a Netflix original movie. ARQ? Yeah, ARQ. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'll check it out, too. I'll check it out, too. Steve, I know you got to get going. Do you need to get going now? Uh, Yeah, yeah. It's about a good time to go. Okay. I got to have to make dinner. You All plug right. two movies, though. You can't leave leave us hanging. Oh, oh yeah, right. My gotta... Blind Brother, it's, it's okay. It's with Adam Scott, Nick Kroll, and... I can never her name, but she's uh, Raffaello's uh, twin sister in Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's just basically a love triangle where uh, she uh, has like a – she has a one-night stand with Nick Kroll's character after meeting at an after party or something like that from – she had just come back from her ex-boyfriend or boyfriend's funeral or whatever. And then she wants to do good and do better for herself, so – uh, she's she goes into a volunteer place and she meets his brother who's blind who's, who's played by Adam Scott. So it's an okay movie. It's a little slow. It's a little long. Uh, I gave it a seven point two, like a mid taste it. Uh, so what was it, it was called? Okay, uh, my blind brother. It's on. It's it was released in theaters and on VOD. I, I rented it for seven dollars. So uh, you know you might want to wait until it gets streaming, but it's an okay movie. Hmm. That's good. Good cast. I, lo- I love Adam Scott. Uh, oh. And I, I might as well bring this up. I love Nick Kroll. Yeah. Nick Kroll was good in it. Uh, okay, so I will bring this up before we before we leave because I'm at leaving. Uh, I saw The Warriors finally. I've never seen it before. Oh, God. Never Here saw we go. It. Uh, it wasn't that great. You're fucking out of your mind. <laughs> Whatever. You, you, I, you fucking, you, you fucking uh, Tupperware sausage party. What the fuck really do you good. know? <laughs> fucking garbage. Yeah, didn't you give Tarzan a tin too? Yeah, uh, nine and a half. Oh, my apologies. Yeah. That was really. I, I, I have, I'm a sucker for Tarzan in general. I really like that storyline. Yeah. So that was a really good movie. I didn't like the trailer because they ruined the third act, but it was good. But yeah, Warriors. If I was ten years old or if I was in like the early '90s again, I'd probably enjoy it. But the acting is just. It's really bad, and it takes 15 minutes to get through a title sequence. I really did enjoy looking at late 70s, early or late 70s New York City. That was really cool. I liked what the, the idea of the story, and I'm excited for the new spinoff television show on Hulu. But this movie's a complete toss. It. Ah, oh, you're fucking. Wow. Out he just comes. He comes in here with his Correction Tuesday bullshit, and then fucking shits Tosses on the Warriors. The Warriors. Wow. I know. Uh, 
I, I know. I, and I understand why people love it. I, I, I get the idea of it. It's very nostalgic, but it was probably good for the time of 1979. But I, like, it's like Aaron said. I saw it 30 years too late. Yeah, it's a cult classic. So you you yeah. missed the boat. Yeah, you don't get it. You're not part of the club. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. okay. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, on this note, don't watch Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> don't. Oh, I'm, I'm going to watch it. No, oh, don't. Just so you can come back and shit on something that's beloved. Uh, I'll cry. Hey, man, all film subjective. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, apparently. So, sausage party, am I right? <laughs> that was really good. I gave that a 9, th- <laughs> nine 7. <I> <laughs> Jesus Hi, Christ. High Tupperware? Yeah, that was really good. High, high Tupperware. High Tupperware, which doesn't high exist. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it broke the rating system. <laughs> yeah, it just, it's an 11 out of 10. It was so good. Yeah, it goes to 11. <laughs> oh, God. So my, for me to to compare my rating system to yours, a Tupperware is a nine to a ten. Yeah, that's where I put it on the one to ten scale yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. A taste, it's like a six to an eight, and five or my, below. Yeah, to toss it, from, it. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Toss it's one and two. Yeah. Low low taste, it's a, a three and four. Oof. Yeah. No. No. What? Three no, and four man. are low taste. It's that's a, still a three. Taste. A, that's still toss. Three and four are toss it. If it's a pilot TV show, you just break it down. You break it down. Like toss it is one and two, low taste it's three and four, taste it's five and six, high taste it's seven eight, and a Tupperware is nine and ten. You just break it down like that. How's how fucking difficult is that? Yeah. You guys are turning this into fucking like rocket science and shit. Yeah, I, I, to me, a toss it's a five or lower. All of them. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm with Jake here. Low low taste it's a six to a seven. No, I think like if you're looking an eight. if you're looking at like it, no, if you're looking at like a if you're rating something like even just like one through five, if you get in a, if you give it a two and a half, it's an okay. Yeah. And that's considered a taste it. And I feel like it's the same way even if you if you even if you just fucking go like one through ten. A five is a fucking okay. Yeah, six is my oh. low taste it, seven's my taste it, ah, eight's my you. high you guys, taste it. You guys are yeah. all wrong with I your look fucking at, like, rating, rating system. Scale. Like, 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 what's it called? Like, Steve, this isn't your fucking school. show. <laughs> you're right, you're right, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I, I, a, a four is a toss it. Like, a low taste it's a four out of ten? Yeah. Oof, that's an F still. No. Yeah, it's, like, a, low, it's, it's, a, it's a grading it. scale. It's, it's still an F, right? I agree with Jake. No, I think it's a low tasted. It's a four. That's garbage. Low tasted's are garbage Fail. then. In my in my world, and I'm not backing off of it. No, in your world, low tasted's are garbage. If it's just a four <laughs> out of ten. No, no, you're looking at the scale like completely different than I am. Like a five is a tasted for me. Yeah, it's like right down the middle. Yeah, right down the middle, one through ten. So a four is a low tasted. I don't see the problem here. I'm just. It, perspective, I guess. Like one and yeah. two is the worst. Like if I give it a one and a two, that's fucking horrible. Yeah. Oh, that's I a fucking I, toss it. I don't disagree there. A three yeah. is a low taste it for me. You're telling me though, if you watch a pilot and it's a three low taste it, you're, uh, you're not watching another episode of that. Uh, it depends on like if I'm just watching. Yeah, sure. A I am. Three out of ten, and you're going to watch another episode. It depends on what it depends on what the story is. It depends on like where I think it could go. If I see any potential in it, yeah. Yeah. All right. Three out of ten just sounds terrible to me. Well, sure, for a pilot. Like, if it's a movie, yeah. Like, I've seen the entire movie. A three out of ten for any medium sounds terrible to me. Well, sure. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't sound good, but it's still low-taste it to me. Okay. 
And then I could still watch the next episode, and it could be better. Like, pilots usually aren't great anyway. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's a different conversation. So, like, if it goes up from, like, a 3 to a 5 as a Taste It, it's probably something I'm not going to stick with it. I don't want to watch a Taste It show. Yeah. Oh, can't can't wait to watch that Taste It show. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I just, yeah, a, a 3 out of 10 to me is, 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 oof, that's bad. That's an F. Uh, see, we're just looking at it differently. Yeah. And this is the dumbest yeah. fucking conversation we've ever had. No, that's not true. The breakfast thing. I just, yeah, yeah, it was pretty <laughs> dumb. That was my fault again. Yeah, oh, right. yeah, I'm the man. All right, we're taking a break. Bye, Steve. <laughs> hey, did you did you wake up this morning and think to yourself, you know what, you know what I want to do? I want to give, I want to give some money, hard-earned money away to three assholes so they can do a stupid podcast every week. Yeah, I'm, money's burning a hole in my pocket. Where can I, where do I put all this money? I'll just give it to three dicks. Yeah, if that was your thought process this morning, number one, there's something wrong with you. Number two, Pop Culture Leftovers has started a Patreon where you can donate to our show. It's really simple. Go to patreon.com forward slash Pop Culture Leftovers. Starting out as simple as $1 a month. We'll thank you on the show. You get us $1 a month. That's $12 a year. Who can't afford that? Every one of our listeners did that. That would be amazing. Is that going to happen? Fuck no. Anyway, moving on. There's also rewards where you could get your own personalized audio bumper, like the ones that we play here on the show. That's pretty awesome. That right there should be enough for you to sign up for our Patreon. Oh, wait, that's not enough? You're just a spoiled little shit, aren't you? You got to have more, don't you? All the time, more with you. Uh, we have a reward where you can Skype chat with the leftovers, and that could be played on the show as a bonus episode. Wait, hold, wait, that's not enough? Seriously, fuck you at this point. We also have a reward where you get to be on a full episode with the leftovers. That's right. We get to talk to your boring ass for a full episode. <laughs> Uh, there's all, hey, hold on, that's not it. There's also another reward, and this is exciting, where you get to co-host with me on a brand new podcast that I'll launch. Uh, this is our masochist reward level. You really have to be in order to want to podcast with me. So check out all the rewards on patreon.com. That's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash pop culture leftovers. Some of the rewards are limited. Not that I'm expecting them to sell out or anything like we did the moment we started this Patreon. All right. Hey, we are back. Hey. Yes. Fun episode. Yeah. I hate it. You hate it? Yeah. Oh, man. Not a fan. I was just getting ready to shoot off the streamers. No, this is (laughs) one of our worst. (laughs) No, say it ain't so. It's true. I'm not a fan of this one. Yeah. <laughs> no, if I was a listener, I'm listening to this garbage. I'm hitting unsubscribe. No. Like I've had it. No. Yeah, this is the breaking Fucking, point. The tipping it is, point. It is, man. That, that conversation about the rating system. The rating system. It. God, I broke the rating system. I'm gonna hear about it. <laughs> Brian, you're wrong about your. I'm going to hear about it from listeners that aren't no. the, that aren't showrunners of this show. No, I'm going to hear about it. Brian, your rating system is flawed. <laughs> There's no flaw. It's our, oh God, our I'm going to get system. tweets about the rating system. I feel that. Yeah, now fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> you know what I do? I want to. You know what I? You know I'm going to. I'm going to break it up here real quick. Yeah. How so? All right. Here we go. Here we go. I got an email from somebody. All right. Got an email from somebody. Here he is. 
All right. I got an email that I, I want to read it. It's from Albert Iglesias. All right. Albert Iglesias says, my name is Albert, and I've been a listener since episode, bah, it doesn't matter. I still don't get what this podcast is trying so desperately to, to, to uh, I'm, I still don't get what this podcast is trying so desperately trying to achieve. That's the whole email? That's the whole fucking email. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That made no sense. Yeah. My name's Al. No, he's, he's like, uh, he's doing the whole, like, you know, Brandon McLean, the whole thing that we joke about. I've been listening since episode whatever. I got that. Yeah. And he's like, uh, he doesn't like the show. He doesn't get what we're trying to achieve. Uh, yeah. Well, we're trying to achieve having fun once a week. <laughs> we're really pulling that off this week. <laughs> You're not having a good time? No. Oh. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm... I guess I've enjoyed watching you break down. That's not the worst time. <laughs> Hold on, Albert. Albert, you know what? You know what we're trying to achieve on this thing. We're trying to achieve. You know what? We've got we've got some great listeners out there. Yeah. Let me throw this out there. We got some great listeners out there, and you know what? Whatever. 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 What our listeners did is they started up their own page, a fan page just for the listeners. Yes. Called the Leftover Army. Yes. And uh, right, spearheaded by the great Dan West. Spearheaded by the great Dan West. And you know what? Uh, I want to. I want to play uh, their commercial. Their welcome. It's the uh, leftover army welcome video. Okay. And I want to play the audio for that welcome video right now. That's what we're trying to achieve. We're trying to achieve a community here. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and play that for all of our listeners. Hi. We. A leftover army. This is a message to all fellow listeners of the Pop Culture Leftovers. If you want to be part of the community, I'm saying it'll read this. If you want to be involved in making these types of videos, more active on social media Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr. We know what Tumblr is for. Meetups like C2E2 and other conventions. Projects. Not. Surprises for the show. Getting together with like-minded people. Then search for the Leftover Army on Facebook and request to join. This is a group for active members that want to support the show and have a great time doing it with people like Throwable Finn Deets Creek, Finn Fucking Deets Creek, my brother from up north, Luther Shaver, Big Dog Luther Shaver. My brother from another mother, Luther Shaver. I love you. Chris Ahola. Jared the Commissioner Gafford. Thanks for screwing me in fantasy football, Jared. The Darling Sisters. Join us. Play with us. Forever and ever and ever. Harmony. Glorious babe. Jake Harmon and his son Campier. And of course, Greg Caliendo. Y.L. Tarabishi. How many drunk emails do I gotta send to get on this list? Holy shit! Eric the Cock Blocker Marable. Me? Me, Buster? Anybody? No. Lily, the Candalorians. Uh, I'm trying to think of someone who, like, Brian, like, yelled at. Danielle Hoffner. There you go. Uh, oh, Jacob Harmon. 
We're bad. Um, the leftover army. We're like a family. Pretty awesome. Not like an ancestral army. Or family. Or a family that's ancestral. I mean, we're not cousins, are we? We share thoughts. Really? A fart noise? Yep. I thought we were better than that. Nah, you didn't. No, I didn't. News? Personal projects and endeavors. We set up meetings and events. And create content for the PCLP. Wait, see, we don't do that. We can plug our own part If you want to be part of the family, and you want to support and be supported by people all over the world, then this is for you. We welcome all newcomers. Whoa. We don't welcome all newcomers, right? Well, I would say we welcome all newcomers, but some of the newcomers who just drop off the show after maybe two listens and drop a one-star rating, maybe not so much welcome, <coughs> TJ Lab. Anyways, we welcome all newcomers, but there is one rule to joining. One rule. One rule. We do not talk about pop culture left. Oh, no, no, no. no that's not it. Oh, yeah. Just don't be a dick. You can't be a fucking dick. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Please, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Don't be an asshole, man. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Don't be a fucking dick. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. If you're a dick, you're gonna get booted. Well, actually, there, there, there's two rules. Don't be a dick and stay out of my fucking yard. So go search Leftover Army on Facebook. And as always, Army Strong. Army Strong. Army Strong. Army strong. Yeah. Army strong. Army strong. Army strong. Army strong, bitches. Army strong, bitches. Army strong! Army strong. Army strong. Be all that you can be. And the army. (laughs) Hit the button. All right, and we're back. Yes. So that was the video. That's what we're trying to achieve here, Albert. The leftover army yeah. join its ranks. Yeah, exactly. It's a community uh, of people not made up of assholes named Albert. <laughs> no, you remember? Okay, like you know, he, he's like, I don't, I don't get what this podcast is so desperately trying to achieve. Yeah. Remember when we first sat down, we started talking about uh, the podcast. Uh-huh. We started breaking it down. Like, what are we trying to do with this podcast? Yeah. And I said, I sat you down, Jake, and I said, the main goal is that one day we want to get a cunt named Albert to email us about what we're trying to achieve. I said you were crazy. You said I was crazy. And I said, I said, no, Jake, one of these days, a fucking little cunt named Albert is going to fucking email us. And that's the pinnacle right there. I said, no, we'll we'll never make it. No. 
And you know what? You, you were right. I, I was, was right. That little cunt, he fucking emailed in. We did it, Jake. We made it. We did. This is the last episode. Yeah, stop the tape right now. Boom. We're done. <laughs> so thank you, Albert, you little cunt. Yeah, we've, we've reached our dreams. Yeah. So thank you. That's what we're trying to achieve, you son of a bitch. Yeesh. All right. Anyway. No, thank I That's awesome. The Leftover Army page. Yeah, Leftover Army on Facebook. Join. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no cunts in that fucking... Uh, no, no. no. It, one could show up, but we'll weed them out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're good at that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it is uh, time for the Pop Culture Leftovers news. Hear ye, hear ye, read all about it. It's a leftover news and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangsta as fuck, yo. It's gangsta as fuck, yo. Why didn't they use that song in Luke Cage yet? Think they will? I, I think it's coming. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I think it's coming. That'll be Maybe awesome. by episode seven. Okay. Or eight, which would, which would be a high tasted on our rating <laughs> scale. <laughs> I look forward to that episode. <laughs> hey, guess what? Turbo Kid. Turbo Kid. It's getting a sequel. Yes. All right. The sequel details are being tightly sealed, but director Anouk Whistles did say that Turbo Kid 2 will quote, be a direct sequel to the first film. Yes. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for divulging all that information, Anouk. <laughs> wow. I thought it would be like a spinoff movie. Yeah, like a spinoff? Yeah. A Turbo Kid? Yeah. Dealing with? Apple. Apple. Just an the Apple, Apple spinoff? Movie. <laughs> yeah. Where she just gets rammed by you? <laughs> Get out of my brain. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, what are we trying to achieve? <laughs> what are we trying to achieve? I don't know. Ram an apple. Yeah, there you go. Got, <laughs> That's got, what you're trying to achieve. <laughs> I've got goals. <laughs> this podcast is going to get me there. Uh, are you looking forward to it, uh, Turbo Kid? I am, I am. I, I love Turbo Kid. I actually revisited Turbo Kid just recently. Did you? Yeah, I watched it for the second time. I watched. Uh, I just watched uh, Kung Fury again. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually watched Kung Fury for the second time right after seeing uh, Turbo Kid for the first time. I tell you one thing, man. I fucking uh, donated to the Kickstarter. They're supposed to send me the Blu-ray. Yeah. They had a problem with uh, the production of the Blu-ray, so it's been uh, postponed yet again. I still haven't gotten what the my fucking fuck? my Kung Fury Blu-ray. Still what? haven't gotten it. Does it make you bitter towards the movie? Honestly, at this point, in order to make it up to me, you yeah. got to have like – like I'd say you have to have the cast sign it. Yeah. You know what I mean? How hard would that be? You know what? I, oh, I, hey, I'm sorry we fucked, we fucked up the production mm. of the Blu-rays, but you know what you're going to get? You're, you're going to get – you're gonna, but I, I'm sure that they already had like a uh, a reward where they did that. So they don't want the people you – know, so give us something extra and give them something extra if they paid for it. Yeah, I agree. But give everybody something fucking How long has it fucking been? A year? It's been over a year. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I, right. I donated to an Indiegogo for that Doomed. Yeah. For the Fantastic Four, the yeah. Ro- Roger Corman uh, documentary. I remember. Still haven't gotten that thing. Mm-hmm. I even reached out to the guy. Hey, dude, when are we going to get our fucking DVDs? When's this movie going to get made? Still haven't heard back from him. Mm. Yeah, he took that money and ran. Yeah, he did. Took that money and ran. Son of a bitch. I bet his name's Albert. <laughs> fucking cunt. Yeah, he sounds like a better guy than Albert. <laughs> what do you try to achieve? What do you try to achieve, you son of a bitch? <laughs> With your fake Indiegogo. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, Turbo Kid 2, though. That's Turbo hype. Kid 2. I'm looking forward to it. wonder if it'll get a wider release. Yeah. 
So, because we really didn't know about Turbo Kid till it was VOD. It, it, it'll be like a, it'll be like a fucking uh, Netflix original again. No, you think so? I think so. Okay. I don't know if it was ever did it. I, no, it went it went to like Sundance and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a Netflix original. No, but Netflix, Netflix was the first person to have the streaming. Well, rights. a lot of the yeah, exactly. It's something. Well, they, don't they put like Netflix original on it? Not on Turbo Kid. Okay, because they did it with uh, fucking uh, the Little Prince. Yeah, they, and did that, with, they did it with Ark too, and that was a Paramount movie, which was also a different studio. Yeah. Yeah. Netflix bot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was I don't think it was with the Netflix logo on it. All right, we'll hear about it on Correction Tuesdays probably from Steve. <laughs> 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 anyway, he's, check. He's the leader of Correction Tuesday. Make, make sure to check out uh, Steve on Seen It Cast. Yes. Go to iTunes and check him out. And, and you, when you search it, yes, there are eight different iterations of yeah, it. Yeah, because he does like eight different fucking podcasts. <laughs> I'm probably lowballing it with eight. <laughs> Three of them is just where they correct our fucking mistakes. <laughs> I, I never listened to that. Yeah. <laughs> Me either. I just want to, ignorance is bliss, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so. That's my I, life motto. I love the science fiction element in This Is Us. That's why so. Tramp Stamp is Ignorance is Bliss. Ignorance is Bliss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Believe me, I've seen it. <laughs> I don't want to know about it. <laughs> I, I know that Tramp Stamp like the back of my hand. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want to know. Jake, you have been in some compromising positions. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm like, Jake, you, want, you still want to be a host of Pop Culture Leftovers? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of, little bit of on job, on the, on the job sexual harassment going on here. Job security. <laughs> hey, Albert, to answer your question, that is what I'm trying to achieve. <laughs> <laughs> never, you'll never get me. <laughs> I keep trying though. I'm wily. <laughs> you are. You're a squirrely motherfucker. <laughs> All right, guys. In quick news, uh, Martin Freeman is going to star in a new film called Cargo, which was originally a seven-minute short film from directors Yolanda Ramke and Ben Howling about a father who is desperately trying to get his daughter to safety before the virus turns him into a zombie mm. this sounds awesome yeah that sounds like the the most original plot of a decade <laughs> <laughs> no i think i think honestly i think it's really cool for a short film a seven minute short it's film seven minutes that i'm in but they're trying to stretch it out okay the original short it cost uh, the filmmakers thirty eight hundred dollars and it only took them two days to make mm. and it was in 17 international film festivals wow hold on that's impressive same cast uh no no totally okay. they're getting Martin Freeman okay. for this one okay so it's a completely different cast uh it's now being made into a feature film with Martin Freeman in the lead you can watch Cargo the short film on YouTube uh the actual movie will probably be released sometime in 2017 <laughs> um I don't know I I I I think the seven minute short film which I did watch I thought it was fantastic yeah was great I just feel like uh do this do the filmmakers have enough to stretch this out into even an hour and a half yeah and if it's the same ending it's like you're kind of already right like, blown your wad there like <laughs> you know yeah eighty five minutes to get to the same thing you learned in seven minutes yeah kind of yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting though. Yeah, it'll be I like cool. Martin Freeman. I like Martin Freeman too, and that's a big score for them. I'm just hoping they can do. I, I you know what? It's like you, you never know what you're going to get with the, these new directors. Mm. You never know if you're going to get the next Colin Trevorrow or mm. you're going to get the next Josh Trank. Yeah, 
That is true. That is true. You know, I, I'll be honest with you, man. Say what you want to about Jurassic World. I love what Colin Trevorrow's done. Yeah. I love what he's done. I'm excited to see what he's going to do for Star Wars Episode Nine. I love Safety Not Guaranteed. Uh, fucking love Jurassic World. Thought it was great. Have you heard about the rumors about Jurassic World's budget for the sequel? Yeah, I, there's been a little bit of Jurassic World stuff this week with yeah. uh, Colin Trevolo. I'm excited about what he's been saying about yeah. it. Yeah, the 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 budget has not been confirmed. I do think they're going to get a bigger budget, but they're saying like this is going to be like one of the big like they were saying 260 million, mm-hmm. but that's not been proven. So they've kind of like. Uh, said that yeah that's not true the budget hasn't been settled on yet trevolo was quoted saying that it was going to be a much darker movie this week oh really yeah and that kind of got me excited for it (laughs) nice i kind of when i read that i kind of had the revelation that maybe i've been a little bit hard on jurassic world i mean in in a lot of ways i I started kind of thinking of it as the uh, force awakens of the franchise Mm -hmm. where they kind of had to bring back the tried and true yeah before they leapt forward into something new yeah yeah. So maybe I've been a little bit tough on it. I loved it. Yeah, I didn't I didn't dislike it by any means. I loved it. There was no like last year as far as like summer movies went, yeah. it was one of my favorites, that next Machina. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Damn it. I had so much fun with Jurassic World. Yeah, it was like it was it was fan service. It was like a retread of like everything they did before. But like I for one, I love the characters. I love Chris Pratt in that movie. Yeah, Chris Pratt was great. He was um, great. You know, and uh, I, I thought the maybe the weakest character was maybe uh, D'Onofrio's. Mm, yeah, he was all right, but yeah. he wasn't great. Yeah, the idea of his character was interesting, but he really didn't like. Yeah, for D'Onofrio, he didn't really add much to it. Right. So, so yeah, I love Jurassic World. I'm gonna stick to it. Love that movie. Uh, Stranger Things producer Sean Levy was talking about season two mm-hmm. with Southern California Public Radio, and here's what he had to say. Yes, the pressure is on. It would be so blatantly disingenuous of me to say differently. It's scary to have people love something this much. (laughs) It becomes impossible to banish all thoughts of not wanting to disappoint. This has been the challenge of it. On the other hand, as we've seen in the movie world, to do a follow-up that feels like the same thing is disappointing to an audience. To abandon things or change things from the original, that disappoints the audience. Um, a lot of season two is next level, some crazy stuff, but we must service these characters who are now beloved, who are now known to the audience. Um, yeah, it's a tough, fine line to walk. It's, it's going to be so tough. If anybody can do it, you know, maybe I'm putting too much stock in these guys. Yeah. Maybe I'm putting too much stock in the Duffer Brothers here. But, like, if anybody can fucking do it, it's them. Because what did they nail? What did they nail that first season? They nailed the tone of the 80s. Yeah, I agree. Right? I agree. They nailed the tone of the 80s. Like, if anybody can nail the tone of the 80s again in a sequel and get right what other fucking, you know, season twos get wrong, mm-hmm. it, you would think that it would be these guys with what they did with in that first season. I mean, like, other shows have, like, tried to nail the 80s, and, you know, they just they just haven't done it. I think that they have on lock. I think, I think the problem ensues is going to be the... Um the characters, like if, as long as they can keep the characters mm-hmm. up and not do drastic things to the characters that yeah. upset mass audiences. Yeah, they know that they're dancing a fine line here. Yeah, oh yeah, they do. They're aware of it, and that's a good thing. They're yeah. not just riding on the success of the first season. No, yeah, it's good that they know they have to deliver. Right, and it sounds like that they're you know they want to. They're not just trying to make some money and ride off the wave that was season one. He also addressed that the kids are getting visibly older and they are going to address that in season two. Cool. 
So they're aware of that, too. Time moves faster in the upside down. Yeah. He did say this. He said, we had dinner with the kids. We could see it right in front of us. They are not the same. They are still, thank God, charming and authentic. But it is a different form of those things. <laughs> none, of, none of them grew up ugly, thank yeah, God. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. None of them, they, none of them went like, uh, what is it, Dustin Diamond on yeah, them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Dustin yeah. Diamond, when you first look at him and like, you know, like the original Saved by the Bell, he's mm-hmm. kind of like a cute little, you know, awkward kid. Yeah. Oh my God. Then he just turns into a fucking mutant. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you're, you're talking like by their sophomore year, he's a fucking mutant. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Oh man! Thank God, they're still they're, they're still charming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see him? I know you're not like a Kevin Smith fan. Have you been watching Geeking Out? No, I've been watching Geeking Out because it's been really, really good. Mm-hmm. It, it, uh, I'm not just saying that because, like, you know, like I I, I enjoy Kevin Smith the person, and I, I love Greg, Greg Grunberg. I'm saying it because like they're inter- they're actually um interviewing some really good creators like they had Todd McFarlane on mm. talking about Spawn, you know, a couple weeks ago. But they had the uh Stranger Kids things. They had Lucas and they had Dustin on. Oh, um, that's cool. And uh those kids were just so fantastic. Like uh Dustin was talking about his, like it sounds like these kids have not read the script for season 2 yet. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And it's going to start filming in October. Yeah, I wouldn't so, trust it either to give it to him. But see, the thing is, like, it was so hilarious because, like, the kid that plays Dustin was talking about his theories for season two. Oh, wow. And talking about theories about Will. And his theories were just, like, off the fucking chain, like, amazing. <laughs> and, I, yeah, I said off the chain. But they were really awesome. He's got that imagination running wild yeah. still at that age. And, like, the kid that plays Lucas was like, hey, dude. Stop it. Because usually your predictions are right. Stop it. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's like worried about like, uh, you know, like, oh, he hit the mark yeah. and then they're going to have to change the story. Exa- that's exactly yeah. what he said. Yeah, yeah. He's like, Oh my God, they're going to set- start rewriting it. But like these kids are so bright and so charming. And they I really- saw them all on Fallon a couple weeks ago. Yeah. They were great on Fallon. Were, it was wonderful. Um, so yeah, I'm, I can't wait for season two. I cannot wait. Uh, Variety is reporting that John Favreau, the director of Iron Man and the Jungle Book, as well as Chef. Yeah, I'm going to throw that out there. I love Chef. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys and Aliens. No, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Iron Man 2. Cowboys and Aliens. I mean, fucking Cowboys and Aliens, man. You got fucking, uh, Daniel Craig. You got fucking Harrison Ford. Yeah. I, I did not hate Cowboys and Aliens. How I'm going to come right out and say it. It was a taste it for me. It was a taste it. Sam Rockwell was great in it. I'll, you know what? I'll never watch it again, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I would watch it again if it was on, like, if it was just on. Yeah. I would not never put a disc in a machine All right, hold and watch on. it. It's better than Jonah Hex. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Better than Jonah Hex. Better than Jonah Hex. All right. So... John Favreau is reportedly doing a live-action Lion King film. Yeah, heard this this week. Jake, uh, me and you both, if anybody's listened to the show, they know that we're not the biggest fans of the animated Lion King. Yes, yes. But with what he did with the Jungle Book, dude, are you a little bit excited for what he could do with a Lion King? I don't know. The part that worries me is is that what was so great about the Jungle Book was kid. the kid. Boom. Yeah. You and, nailed it. And there's no human element here. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like I don't know if just the CG animals is going to be enough to carry right. this. It, the kid was just so wonderful in the Jungle Book. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, like, they, I'll see it. Yeah, there's no way around it. I, I will see this. I'll watch it too. But I don't know. I'd rather he just 
focus on Jungle Book 2. Well, yeah, he's still set to direct it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does this kind of throw a monkey wrench into our plans of getting an Iron Man 4? Yeah, possibly. With him directing? I mean, he could take a break from the Disney uh, animated live-action adap- adaption yeah. and do it in between Lion King. Isn't it fucked up? We're still getting a fucking uh, Andy Circus Jungle Book movie, though? Yeah, those poor guys. They're fucked. Yeah, they're so fucked. They're fucked. That's going to be a disaster. I don't want to see your dark, gritty Christopher Nolan Jungle Book. Yeah, that's going to be a disaster. I mean, you've got who do you got in there as the voices? you got Benedict Cumberbatch, yeah. and you've got Christian Bale in the movie. Uh, they, they put a cumber patch on it. They put a cumber patch on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but man, Idris Elba, Idris Elba killed it. Oh, the whole cast. Yeah. Uh, Lupita Nyong. Bill Murray. She was, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Bill Lupita Nyongo, she killed it in that fucking film. Oh uh, yeah. She was wonderful. Great, man. I love that fucking movie. Yeah. Where does it, you know ben what? Kingsley. We'll save it for the Tupperwares, but man, I could see this movie coming up in the Tupperwares. I, I agree. We've got more movies coming out. We've got, we've got Rogue One. We've got, you know, we got Doctor Strange. We got, uh, the fucking, uh, Harry Potter fucking, yeah. what's that? Fantastic Beast. Fantastic Beast. We got yeah. those movies coming up, but man, Jungle Book could still, it could still show up in the Tupperwares. I've said it before on the show. I actually enjoyed it even more than Civil War. Well, uh, I'll get there. We'll yeah. get there <laughs> at the end of the year. I'll yeah. talk about it. Yeah, I mean, it can't beat Civil War for the comic book movie of the no, year. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's no. disqualified there. But no. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know what? I'll eat, I'll eat dog shit if fucking Doctor Strange is better than Civil War. <laughs> no, don't say that. No, I'll periscope. I'll periscope Don't say it. that. It'll be me. Don't eat, say that. It'll be me eating dog shit. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> it could be, it could be Hold really on. good. <laughs> we'll title the Periscope Correction Tuesdays. <laughs> All right, I'll do it on a Tuesday. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, don't say that. Don't say that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna toss the movie just to spare you. Yeah, true. No, I'm saying my rating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll give you my honest rating. Oh. Don't do it. <laughs> You're going to be very judgmental about Dr. Strange. I, I am. <laughs> I really loved it. High taste it. I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> you'll like Jay it. You'll, it. you'll do the Jay like high taste it to Civil War. Which, which, which to clarify would be an eight or a nine. Yes. No, a seven or an eight. Yeah, yes, seven yes, or an eight. Yes, yeah. an eight. Nine is Tupperware nine, territory. Nine is Tupperware territory. <laughs> Tupperware territory. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's uh, let's uh, oh, guys. Hey, all right, guy. Let's, hey, guy. Hey, guy. <laughs> all right, guy. Let's move on to hey, m- one guy that still <laughs> hasn't hit the stop button on this episode. <laughs> let's move into Marvel news. Yeah. <coughs> Damn. Marvel news. Jake, I am, this week I am drinking, it's a new vodka I'm trying. Yeah, what you got? Uh, it is called Deep Eddie. Deep Eddie? Yes. Whoa. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Are you cheating on me? <laughs> <laughs> He's got the, Jake, it wasn't my fault. He's got the same tramp stamp. I didn't know. You guys look the same from behind. But it's called Deep Eddie Vodka. How is it? It's great. It's been distilled. You know what? How many times would you guess it's been distilled? I'm going to say Four. Which would be a low tasted on a rating <laughs> scale. No, it's been distilled ten times. Holy shit! This is a fucking smooth ass vodka. Wow, Deep Eddie. 
Deep Eddie. Jesus. Thank you, Deep Eddie. This episode brought to you by Deep Eddie. <laughs> nice. All right, guys, it's time for some Marvel news. Now, uh, first up in Marvel news, uh, in uh, Marvel no fucking shit news, Benedict Cumberbatch confirmed that with Empire that he will be a part of Avengers of Infinity War. What? I know. Hey, am I, did I just blow your dick off? Whoa, man, what a swerve. I know. Just, I wish you would have told me about this for the episode so I could like collect my thoughts. Huge spoilers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Collect your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I would have so, ate some Taco Bell before this episode had I known. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch confirmed with Empire that he'll be a part of Avengers Infinity War. What a scoop the Empire got. You've got to have him in there. Yeah. Godoy. Duh. Yeah. Hey, okay. Hold on. People are now, and I, I want to get your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. Okay, people are now speculating like that the Eye of Agamotto could be one of the final two Infinity Stones. Uh, that makes sense. I don't like it. Hold on, it, it does make sense. We've got one stone in Vision's forehead. Yeah. Why not the other stone be the Eye of Agamotto? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't like it though. I don't either. I don't like keep those things separate. But I agree. I could, I could see this. I, I could see it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so. I, th- I, I, I say keep it separate, though. I'm with you. Yeah, lame. Yeah. So Vision's got to die, right? Yeah, or at least have the thing ripped out of his head. He's got it ripped out of his head, and he's not as powerful, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. I, I think that's a character that needs toned down in power a little bit anyway. Yeah. At some point. You can't have him as full level as he is right now. Man, Hawkeye made him kind of look like a bitch there for a little bit, though. Yeah, that is true. That is true. I, 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 dude, I, that's one scene I, I, I love that scene. Oh yeah, in Civil War. I love that scene in Civil War. Oh, yeah. Hawkeye was so good in Civil God, War. God, he was so fucking general. good. Oh, I, you know, I honestly, I liked him in uh, Age of Ultron too. Yeah. Oh, his stuff in Age of Ultron. His stuff was good. with uh, Scarlet Witch was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I liked meeting his family too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, yeah. The whole the farm scene and shit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I lost you. <laughs> it was all right. Yeah. I didn't think we'd keep. Was you his high. Uh, Was his wife Linda Cardellini? Yes. Oh God, I, I love her. <laughs> yes, she's so good. <laughs> Freaks and geeks, bloodlines. She's so fucking good. Yeah, that's all my Marvel news, man. Oh wow, that's all I got. There was some other shit. Yeah, fuck it though. There's a bunch of other shit. Like I mean, Doctor Kevin Strange Feige. is going to be in Infinity War. Yeah. What else are we going to talk about? Kevin Feige talked about how magic is going to be like a big deal in the Marvel MCU going forward. Like, okay, yeah, we've got Doctor Strange. Like, yeah. come on, come yeah. on. Yeah. Okay. You know what else you got for me, Feige? <laughs> I don't know. There's a bunch of other shit. Just it was mostly Doctor Strange related, and it was just kind of like no shit stuff. So. It's the Doctor Strange hype train. Yeah, exactly. November 4th, Dr. Strange. You know what? Uh, let's move on to, uh, yeah, this is going to be a quick episode because, uh, there's not a lot of news that came out this week. Yeah, we got to make it quick this week anyway. You got to leave, you got to leave in about 40 minutes anyway. So, yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to move on to Star Wars news. No DC news this week. Yeah. There you go. Told you. Told you, you stick around long enough, no DC news. I know, I know. Every now and again. Except that- for uh, Deathstroke is going to show up in Justice League. That's been teased. Ooh. There's your DC news. Moving on to Star Wars news. Hey, guys, what are Misa saying? You were supposed to be here with me listening to Pop Culture Leftovers podcast. That's not true. That's impossible. Jake, there's been something I've been wanting to talk to you about. Yeah. Albert. 
He's a cunt. Oh, yeah. All right, moving on. Star Wars news <laughs> this week. Yeah, I already talked about Rebel Season 3, man. Yeah. Dude, fucking... Are, uh, are you going to get it on Blu-ray, Season 2? Yeah, Season 2. It just came out a couple weeks ago. Okay, so you're going to finish just been it on Blu-ray? Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'll probably actually wait until uh, Black Friday. Okay. And probably to pick, pick it, it up, up on sale right then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, uh, we got some news that the final trailer for Rogue One will be dropped uh, with the Doctor Strange film on November 4th. Oh, exciting. So we're going to get the final Rogue One film. What do you expect to get out of that final Rogue One film? More Darth Vader? I bet they will, yeah. They want to put butts in seats, so right. it's time to roll out the Vader. What do you think we're going to get in that? You think we're going to get not just the back of the head, we're going to get the full front? Yeah, I think Full so. frontal, the full Monty? The full frontal, the full frontal, we'll see it. Yeah? Yeah, maybe Vader with a lightsaber. Yeah? So. Oh, man. That'd be a way to end it. Yeah, I think so, too. We see, like, uh, maybe, like, uh, we hear the noise and we see, like, a red hue. Yeah. Just showing that he's actually going to do something besides stand there. That'll get people fucking excited. That's what we want, right? Yeah. I want a huge, I want a huge action scene. Oh, you've been this. saying that for over a year now. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to, I want to, right see, behind you. I co-sign that. I want to see him throwing his, I, you know, like that, that, that Star Wars Battlefront game. Yeah. yeah. You, you play as Darth Vader and like, what's he doing, dude? He's fucking, he's throwing the lightsaber and like, a, like he's like, uh, like, like it's a fucking boomerang and shit. Yeah, it's like six guys. It's six guys and it comes back to him. Yeah. I, that'd be amazing. I want to see him fucking like, uh, force choke motherfuckers from like, uh, you know, like a hundred yards away and shit. Yeah. I want to see that too. I do too. Yeah, I think we'll probably just get like Star Wars trailers. You know, we're we're not going to get much in the way of plot. We're just going to get a lot of cool image. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. the way they run those. It'd be nice to hear some of um, how do you pronounce the guy's name? Michael Giacchino or uh, how do you say his last name? Chikino. Chikino. It'd be nice to hear some of his score for the first time. Yes. Hopefully, he has some of that ready by November. Yeah, I would, I, I would hope so by November. Yeah. I mean, that's usually like around the time where they're doing this stuff. I, I, I think that he should have some of it done by then. I would think so too. Yeah. So I'm excited to hear my first taste of that. Absolutely. I mean, he comes from the school of John Williams. Oh, for sure, for sure. I love the guy. Uh, Lost is my favorite show. Yeah. And, and his music is one of the biggest reasons yeah. of it. Fuck that. Fuck that. Uh, the Wes Anderson composer that uh oh i fucking hate that shit the desplot guy uh, like, I, I I'm, I'm glad it didn't work out i'm so glad we're getting chikino yeah yeah oh my gosh yeah people were upset about this at first really yeah yeah i know i know dan west was kind of pissing in really? about it yeah he saw it as a sign of like them not being comfortable or like almost in the same way as like people getting scared when they do reshoots and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was like, no, no, let me talk you down off the ledge. Like the yeah. last thing they do is score the movie. Right. After everything is cut Agreed. and edited. Yeah. So it's, it's not, it's not like they're making this change too late. Uh-huh. And the fact that they picked such a wonderful composer in the first place. Right. Like I, maybe I'd be scared too if they just got like whoever we can get off the secondhand bookshelf. Yes. Of composers. Right. But we did not get that at all. No. We upgraded. We upgraded 100%. This is fantastic news. And honestly, like, let's say John Williams doesn't come back and score episode nine. Mm-hmm. This would be like the perfect, like, um, trial test yeah. for Giacchino in, uh, you know, Rogue One to see if he's ready to take on episode nine. I agree. I agree. And I would like there to be, like, when John Williams passes the torch, mm-hmm. I want it be to, to be to another guy that's going to do a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. I don't want that job being passed around a bunch. Like I want it to be stable. You right. Know? Um, I, I, I actually didn't put it in my notes, but like there's, um, 
They're talking about Star Wars Episode Eight. Yeah. Talking about how Finn is going to be a more confident mm-hmm. and stronger character in this next Star Wars Episode Eight film. Yeah, it makes it makes sense. He was very squirrely in Episode Seven. They were worried though that it was too quick for him to make that transition into that character. Yeah, and maybe it'll be to the detriment of the humor of that character mm-hmm. too. Like a lot of the humor and the charm of that character was just how Joe Everyman he was. A lot of speculation mm. that, uh, you know, like um, I'm trying to remember the, uh, remember when he was uh, fighting the guy in um, episode uh, episode seven, Force Awakens, that had the, uh, what was that, uh, the riot gear, the riot. Oh, the traitor. The traitor. Yeah. yeah. He was fighting him and he had like, uh, what was that, what was that thing called that he had, that he was fighting with? Oh, fuck. I don't, I don't remember. The electro rod or whatever yeah, the fuck the, it is. Yeah, the electro rod. Correct, correction Tuesday. Help us out yeah. here. I wish that was my porno nickname. Electro, electro rod. rod. Yeah. Yeah. That's hot. But anyway, he's, uh, he's fighting dude with the electro rod. Yeah. And Traitor! Exactly. And what happens? He's fighting with a lightsaber. Yeah. And they're going, they're, they're you know, they're going at it and shit. He's kind of getting his ass handed to him. Yeah, he's not not fair in the best. Exactly, and but we know that this is like a guy that he's actually fought side by side with in the past. Like mm-hmm. we, we found that out from like you know Star Wars comics and things like that. So was that FN twenty one ninety nine? I can't remember. Yeah, that, that's uh, that it, sounds right. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, FN whatever the fuck, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, he's fighting that dude. He's got a relationship with him. That's why he's yelling traitor and all that shit, right? So he fights him. So there's like a group of like in the comics, there's like a group of like three or four of them. I think it's three. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that episode eight, there could be a scene where the final guy from that group mm-hmm. is going to fight him in the same riot gear with the electro rod. Mm. And this time he doesn't have Han Solo to blast dude. So he's got to take him out like a boss. Oh, wow. So we're going to get to see like a different, uh, we're going to get to see fucking, uh, Finn take on one of these guys and actually finish the fight this time they're speculating <laughs> they got so much meme play out of the uh traitor guy yeah they, they got to bring that back yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's interesting yeah I, I i think it's cool i think it'll be okay sh- with it. it'll show the growth of the character and like i believe this because we've talked about like well actually john boyega himself yeah. has talked about how much training he's had to do to get basically just get physically fit to yeah. do this role how much he's been working out in order to do this role for this one. And Star Wars has done that type of character progression in both of the previous trilogies. Yeah. I mean, we see Anakin between movies learn so much. Yeah. We see Luke between movies learn so right. much. So it's not unheard of that there's a, a lot of growth in a character's abilities in between movies. But does it go back? I mean, I see, this is the only thing that fucks me up, Jake, is when I'm thinking about this, is I'm thinking about, like, you know, we start all these episodes with the opening crawl. Yeah. And uh, with this one, I'm thinking to myself, like, there's the rumors that we're going to start right back on top of that, on top of that, uh, uh, you know, that hillside on Octu. Yeah. And she's still holding that lightsaber, and that's where we're going to pick the story up. Or is time has, or or has time elapsed? Maybe both will happen. Maybe we'll we'll start right there on that mm-hmm. mountaintop, and then we'll lapse time after that scene. Okay. 
I'm just throwing it out there. So we're going to start with that, then we're going to get the opening crawl, and then we're going to start the movie. a cold open in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> I, I actually kind of like the idea of that. Without an opening crawl at the beginning? Still having the opening crawl, but having the cold open first. Okay. I think that would really fuck really? people. I don't know. I feel like that would get me excited. If anybody's going to do it, it's going to be Ryan Johnson. Yeah, I mean, I know it brings... I just feel like, I feel like in Star Wars, there's like certain, like... Even though they let these directors take certain liberties because mm-hmm. they want to have like their own like you know voice in the Star Wars universe, yeah. I feel like there's certain guidelines that they have to abide by. I I agree, but I feel like if you still have the opening crawl, yeah, you're still you're still keeping to that rule. Sure, sure. And just wow, how fucked up would that be? Like normally you're you know you're ready for that like two three minutes of like just like building yeah. up the excitement, but right? Here, here it's just like bam, you're right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh my god, you wouldn't see that coming. You know what? The way you just fucking said that, Jake, yeah. I'm fucking down. Yeah, right? That's fucked up, man. You see the Lucasfilm logo, and then it's just cold, Holy cold open. It's cut to the fucking oh my god. That like, gives me chills just thinking about yeah, it. Dude, you fucking know. You blew my fucking dick off with that. Yeah. Because that's, that's the last thing that I'm expecting. And then you could have it both ways. Then after that scene... Then we can have our Star Wars logo and our crawl, oh, and, and then we can jump ahead in time. That's fucking brilliant. Yeah, that'd be crazy. That would catch everybody off guard. Oh, yeah. You, you, you know, just yeah. blam, you're into the fucking movie. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I love it. Like, uh, you, you know what? Because that's the thing. It's like, we want to know what happened. We, uh, Jake, we have to know what happened. That You can't do a time jump. No, not for that scene. Not for that scene. We have to know what happens. No, I agree. I agree. And it would make no sense to have a time jump like without doing it with that technique. Right. And it seems like uh, from everything that I'm hearing, it really feels like that Finn char- Finn's character grows quite a grows up, yeah. grows up quite a bit in this next movie. I mean, think about it. Think about it. In The Force Awakens, I'm going to I'm going to compare Finn and his actions a lot to like with to, to Han Solo. I can see that. Remember when Han's... Han's a bad guy at the beginning of the Han's movie. A, exactly. Exactly. And, and, you know, Han's always thinking about himself, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Han... Han basically is like, uh, you know, I gotta leave. I gotta leave, uh... And I gotta, I gotta take care of this shit with Jabba. Mm-hmm. I gotta take care of this shit with Jabba. Where's my money? Where's my money? I gotta take care of this shit with Jabba. And Leia's upset with him. Mm-hmm. Leia's very upset with him. Not only because she's got some romantic feelings towards him, but she feels like he could be an asset to what they're doing. Yep. And so, like, I feel like we get a lot of that in The Force Awakens with Finn. And you oh, know what? totally. People Maz kind of gives it to him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and people can say, like, oh, that's just more reason for it to be, like, mm. just like the, the A New Hope. No, you know what? People are people. Yeah. And that's part of his character. Mm-hmm. And that's who he was. And he he's scared of the fucking... Uh, the, the what do they call it? The new oh my god, first order. The first order. I was going to call it the new order. He's scared. <laughs> he's scared of the first order. Mm-hmm. He just wants to get as far away from them as possible. Yeah, and I can understand. Like you know, like he's got that personal thing going on with like the first order. He's scared of them. He knows what they're capable of. Yeah. Just like Han is scared of what Jabba can do. He's got to get that cleared up. As much as I'm sure he cares about Luke and as much as he cares about Leia, he's got to pay Jabba off before he can worry about those things. That's priority. Yeah, he doesn't want to be looking behind his shoulder every time he's going and trying to help the fucking rebellion. Exactly. Yeah. And like Finn, on the flip side, he knows that he's a fugitive. Yes. And he has just got to fucking disappear. Mm-hmm. 
And if he's still in the battle, there's still a chance that he could get captured. And imagine catching somebody that fucking, like, not only went fucking AWOL, but somebody that fucking, like, you know, flipped over to the other side. Oh, yeah. He was one of the, like, guys mainly responsible for destroying the right. fucking, the Starkiller base. Right. So I don't think it's a, just them ripping off from a, from a New Hope and Empire. I just think it's like, yeah, this makes sense for that character. Yeah, I agree. And, and it's interesting that he was a stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not ripping off a New yeah. Hope whatsoever. I'm also hearing a lot of things about his character growing that uh, he will um, – him and Kelly Marie Tran's character in mm-hmm. this movie are going to be spending a lot of time together and that he's going to have a group, some resistance guys with him. So he's going to be leading some resistance guys. That's cool. Um, and uh, they are, uh, I think they're going to be charging different, uh, you know, uh, first order bases and things like that with explosives and, and all these other things. So it feels like it feels like he's got like his own mission and things like that. He, I mean, he's shown an incredible amount of bravery from what yeah. we've seen so far. So I, I'm fine with this. Right. Like, I think he deserves the shot to yeah. get a promotion, basically. Are you thinking that whoever Kelly Marie Tran is, do you think that that is going to turn into a re- like a romantic relationship for Finn? I do. I do too. I've, I've heard that I've heard teases. I don't know if it's concrete, but I've heard like teases like, there will be some romantic things going on with Finn and and things like that. So yeah, I do too. I yeah. do too. I don't think it'll be Ray. I yeah. think I think it'll be I think it'll be Kelly Marie Tran's character. I could see I could see both happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the same time. Oh really? Yeah, like a love triangle again between yeah. those. Yes. Okay. I could see it. I could huh. see it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Be interesting. Be inter- especially because I think Finn and Ray won't be together for very much of this movie. Until possibly the end, if at all. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, I think Poe is going to be doing his own thing. Yeah. You yeah. know, with like the Laura Dern character and Leia and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think Ray's going to be off with, uh, Luke and, and Finn's going to be with Kelly Marie Tran and everybody's going to be kind of like doing their own thing until like the very end. Yeah. When it all just kind of meets together. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, can't wait. We can't. should get a title soon by the end of the year, right? That'll yeah, be exciting. That's the thing. It's like I've been, we've been waiting for this title for so long. Like, uh, when are we going to get this title? I feel like before Rogue One comes out. I think I, I'm guessing sometime in November. Yeah, I would. I think that's a safe bet. Yeah, safe bet. I'm going to have to look and see when we got the title for The Force Awakens. It was before the year. Okay. It, it was like November, December. Right. If I people were saying it's going to be like you know Star Wars Celebration and stuff like that. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah. I. I I think we're going to get in November, but who knows? We'll see. It was just basically a tweet last time. Oh, was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, God. Cannot wait for fucking episode eight. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to call it something yeah. besides episode eight. Do you think it's going to be called uh, Fall of the Resistance? Mm, I don't know. It's kind of generic. Well, yeah, of course. Like, I've heard it. And it doesn't like really blow me away now. Like it makes sense. It, like if you're going like Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, it's kind of spoilery though. I don't yeah, like that either. Fall out of the resistance. Yeah, you know they're you know they're not going to come out if you name it that. Well, I mean, you know, if you're looking at any like uh, second act of a uh, trilogy, you know that's usually where they where they end. Yeah, but the, at least the other two trilogies don't just give it away. Yeah, you know they strike back. You don't. Empire know, you don't Strikes know, Back. You don't. Yeah. You know they strike back. You don't know that they succeed. Yeah. Until well, you see the movie. Like, the fall of the rebellion is, like, pretty much tells you the outcome. Yeah, but the fall, it could be called, like, the, the fall of the resistance, and then, like, the third film could be, like, the rise of the Jedi. <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. 
right. I don't know. I'm glad you're not naming him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me, me too. <laughs> I like. I, I wish this was a video podcast so people could see your your rise of the Jedi arm, arm motion. That was that was like just for me. It was great. Rise, yeah, the, of the rise, gung ho rise of the Jedi. <laughs> you were into that. I was. <laughs> was like, let me knock your socks off. <laughs> I know. I, know. Yeah, I said, nah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. My my one person focus group was like, fuck that. <laughs> anyway. All right. You know what, Jake? We've got a we've got a few minutes uh, left here. You want to knock out some, some emails uh, before we leave Star Wars? Yeah. Uh, let's. I want to really quickly talk about Force Friday. Oh yeah, go for it. Uh, we just did that. Um, I am so broke, but I, I couldn't. I wasn't even going to go out at all. I didn't do the midnight thing, but um, I decided to go ahead and fuck it. I'm going to go check out Walmart and see what they have. And I went there, and they had tons of fucking shit. Uh, they had all the new standard figures, all the new Black Series figures, all the new Funko Pops. Fucking vehicles, Hot Wheels, micro machines, the whole nine yards. And I couldn't help myself, so I had to get the Jin Urso and the uh, Tuso Funko Pop, and then I bought the uh, Tuso standard, you know, Star Wars action figure size character. Yeah. So I think I spent with tax 27 bucks, and. It's not bad. Yeah, I did good. I, but I had to get the fuck out of there. I would have bought all 10 fucking Funko Pops if I was in there like 15 more minutes. And- I was, uh, I was out, I was out on Force Friday. Yeah. I did not pull the trigger on anything. I did see K2SO, uh, the three and, uh, three and three quarter inch figure. Yeah. I did see the, uh, six inch black series for the K2SO. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I wanted them so bad. Yeah. Uh, I had to get the standard figure. Actually, I'm not going to go as crazy on Rogue yeah. One figures as I did for Force Awakens. That's what I went crazy. So, but I, I had to get, I could not have, not have Tuso for that collection. Had yeah, to have them. I, I think the Black Series for uh, K2SO is like one of the nicest Black Series figures I've seen in a long time. And seeing it up close made me want it that much more. Yeah, I think you said it before, but they, they really nail the characters that are like not completely humanoid for the yeah, Black Series. They really do. Like the droid-type characters yeah. and stuff like that. What did, did you see a lot of the Funko Pops out there? Did you see like the, they had the Baze Malbus? Yeah, they had them all. They had did them they, all. Yeah. They, like, are you going to be hitting yourself over the head? Like once the movie comes out and you're like, Oh my God, you know what? I fucking, I didn't like this character as much as I thought. I should have got the Baze Malbus. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? It's like, you, you never know. It's like a, a roll of the dice. Like you're like, cause like, okay, think about it this way. Like when Force Ready came out, you know, for the Force Awakens. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god! I gotta get the I gotta get the Elite Series Captain Phasma. Oh yeah, gotta get it. I was gotta the get same it. way. And I, I and now it's like I did not like Phasma, and I'm like, why didn't I get another figure? Yeah. But I, I thought I still think the figure looks great. I remember texting each other about, yes. oh, oh my gosh, we found the Sarco Plank. Yes, we gotta have the Sarco Plank. Yes. Sarco Plank's gonna be so awesome. Sarco Plank. Oh, <laughs> oh my we can't god. we can't live without the Sarco Plank figure. And who was the other character that didn't even make it into the film? Just like Sarco Plank. There was oh, the other one. Oh, uh, Zuvio. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Constable, Constable Zuvio. Oh my god, we have to have a Constable Got Zuvio. It. Got the Constable Zuvio. He's gonna be so integral to the Force Awakens. Never even made it in the film. Like we're, we're like speculating like his scenes in the movie. Yeah, I think honestly that that scene is why I'm a little bit gun shy during this scene. 
like as far as what I'm picking up and what I'm not. Yeah. I'm like, you're picking characters that you know are going to be in, in the, the movie. Yeah. yeah they, they burned me once, you know, I'm not yeah. going to let it happen again. Um, I, I had to have a Jen. She's the lead. Even if she's not my favorite character, sure. my, my collection doesn't seem complete without the lead character right. in it. Yeah. And Tuso is just the character I'm in love with oh, just from God. the trailer so Dude, far. Dude, there's no, hold on. There's no way we're gonna, we're not gonna love, uh, yeah. Tuso. Yeah, I agree. We're gonna fall in love with Tuso. They, you know what, like, if, if, if Star, Star Wars Rebels has killed it with the droids. Oh, I love Chopper. I love Chopper. I love the, uh, I can't remember his name, but I love the Alan Rickman droid from last season. Oh yeah, I even like the Henri Star Tour, Star Tours droid. <laughs> Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I even thought they yeah. did that really yeah. well. Yeah. So, did you know they brought him into canon into Rebels last season? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's what I was talking about in Rebels. Yeah, when they used that again. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I loved that. That was great. Oh, I did. I, for, I almost forgot this for Star Wars news. Um, actress, I, I, this is going to mean nothing to anybody. I think the big news is that we are getting confirmation that we are going to get an actress that's going to be playing Jyn Erso's mother. Yeah. In Rogue One, uh, the actress is uh, Valene Kane. They've been talking about her playing uh, Jyn Erso's mother, Lyra Erso, in Rogue One for some time. Uh, she did confirm it this past week with a uh, with a, a foreign media outlet. Mm-hmm. She did talk about how she's excited to be in the Star Wars universe. Hmm. Lyra, so, huh? Lyra Erso is going to be the mother of Jyn Erso, and she will make an appearance in uh, Rogue One. I don't know if it'll be a flashback or if it'll be like real time. For all I know, like her mother could be dead. Yeah, it doesn't sound I mean? like much time. Just hearing about this so exactly. Late. So yeah. Yeah, interesting. But yeah. yeah, I'm glad we both got out for Force Friday. Yeah, I got I didn't buy anything. I and I honestly I feel I feel dirty that I didn't. Yeah. I was out there and I was just like, fuck, let me look at the and like they had figures that I wanted. Like I knew I wanted K2SO. Like I could have got the three and three quarter inch, I could have got the fucking black series and called it a Force Friday. Yeah, I'm shocked you didn't get the three and three quarter. <clears throat> I know. It was like seven bucks. Yeah. It's like why didn't I fucking get it? Yeah. Why didn't I fucking get it? I gotta get it. I'm gonna go back and get it. <laughs> I'm gonna go back and get it. They had the unmasked Kylo Ren, so like they. Oh yeah, he was yeah, cool. They, yeah, they had that. Um, they had some like Rogue Run vehicles too. Yeah, which I saw was some really of those cool. too. Yeah, it was cool seeing so many of the uh, Scarif stormtroopers. Yeah, I hadn't seen as much of that. So and all this stuff really helps with me with uh, getting all the names learned. Like we, it's just a lot yes. of gibberish until yes. we start getting all this merch. I agree, and then I, it really starts to come to place in my brain mm-hmm. once all, this, all all this merch comes out. Yeah, so I appreciate that part of it too. I, I think, I, and honestly, I think uh, we we followed uh, the Force Awakens a little bit more closely, mm-hmm. and I think it was easier to follow it closely back then. I mean, this was the first Star Wars that they started uh, filming since uh, two thousand and five. Yeah, yeah. Um, was the last one that came out. So they didn't know what they were in for as far as like the media. I mean, mm-hmm. now you've got like drones trying to film shit and stuff like that. So like these stories have been kept a little bit more secretive since The Force Awakens. They've learned. Yeah, there was less to remember <laughs> for The Force Awakens too, kinda. Yeah. There were so many returning characters yeah. that it was just remembering the principal three yeah. as far as new characters Well, go. they haven't, they still haven't come out with like the, I loved it when The Force Awakens came out with those, uh, tops cards. Oh yeah. Those are awesome. That really helped, you know. It's like that's how they introduce these characters, and that's not what we got here. We got like uh, Entertainment Weekly coming out with pictures and character descriptions and things like that. Yeah. And those tops cards just made it so 
Like, and everybody had like one name. Yeah. You know, except for like Poe Dameron, but like, here's Finn, here's Ray. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's Those like, were cool. The pop, yeah. the, the tops cards were really well. Now done. I've got to remember Jin or so, Galen or so. Yeah. Andor. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, director Krennic, uh, yeah, yeah. Baze Malbus and all these different characters. I got to remember. Look at you though. You're doing well. I'm trying. You're doing better than me. I'm trying. It's really helped with the toys for me though. The toys help. Like I yeah. feel like, all right, I'm getting it now. Yeah. Oh man, I cannot wait for fucking Alan Tudyk was actually on that show geeking out talking about his character oh, of K two S O. I mean, we're looking at a seven foot droid here, man. Yeah, he looks awesome. Seven foot droid, and I'm I, they're, they're, like, he's not the only one. I mean, he, there's going to be other K two S O's that he could encounter that are still actually working for the Empire. Yeah, uh, that's going to be cool. Oh man, to see him try to blend in with them. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so cool. He's going to cuz he feels like the, the, what's so amazing about this character mm. is he was he was freed by Cassian Endor. Yes. Uh, Cassian Andor, excuse me, I said Endor. I get Andor and Endor confused they're because so close. they're so close in the Star Wars universe. But he was freed by Cassian Endor and like he feels like when he was under the Empire's control, mm-hmm. that it was almost like a form of slavery. Yeah. And he feels like he's been set free. And so I think it's going to be like a real struggle for him. Do you think he had a restraining bolt? Oh, wow. I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah. Like, is it just a matter of that? I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's like, hmm. Heart saying. It's hard saying. That'd be a nice, nice callback, though. To the clones? Well, and to R2-D2 having one. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. You okay, know? I'm confusing it with... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be like, oh, you know, let's pop this restraining bolt off of right. you, and you're, you're free to, you know... Yeah. Come with us now. You're not tied to these Empire rules. I bet, I bet that that's what they... they they're not going to show that scene, but they might They might just mention it, like, real quick. Yeah. Like an Easter egg or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Star Wars is good at that, keeping the exposition short. Yeah. I think that, I just think it'll be a cool scene, um, to see him around other droids that are still in service for the Empire. <laughs> kind of looking down upon them as I, dumb. I, no, I think. Or pity, I, you think? Pity. I think mm. he's gonna feel sorry for them. And actually, like, there might be a struggle within him with, like, he wants to free them. Yeah. I don't know. He seems kind of honorary to me. Like, I can almost see him looking down to, at the other droids. That would be an interesting take, too. I could <laughs> yeah. see it going either way. Kind of being an elitist droid. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's better than these other droids because yeah. he's realized, you know. Right. Oh. Yeah, he might be like a cocky smartass. Yeah, like, oh yeah. my gosh, look at you. He's making his own choices. Right. He's not working for the man. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I actually like that better than what I was thinking about. Yeah. Because I was thinking, like, he might, he might have, like, a struggle within him where he's, like communicating with Cassian and being like, oh, we've got to free them. And like you on the flip side, you're saying like, yeah, the appeal to the character to me so far has been that he's been kind of a honest jackass. Yeah. Like he might be like, oh my God, (laughs) somebody please tell me I was not like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 that's definitely the appeal to me is that he seems like kind of a jerk. Nice. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. You know what, Jake? Yes. We're not going to read any emails this week. Yeah, fuck it. We're going to wait for the emails for next week because it's, uh, we're, we're approaching, we're approaching 10 o'clock here and you got to get going. Yeah. It's one of those weeks. Hey guys, remember, uh, I want to thank Steve again for joining us, uh, on, uh, this episode. Check out Scenic Cast. Check out their Luke Cage channel. Yeah. And also, yeah, guys, I want to thank you so much, all of you that have, uh, been following, uh, the Sweetwater podcast. 
Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Thank you for following the Sweetwater Saloon. Brian, I want to thank, you're welcome. Thank you, Jake. <laughs> no, it's a personal thank you to you yeah, yes. and a personal thank you to Jared Gafford. I think you guys are the only two that are doing it on Facebook. Uh, Rebecca Dolling, Jamie Wright, uh, Joe Martin. Uh, there's a few other people that are following us on Twitter. Uh, I've missed a few of your names. It was so easy to follow you on Facebook, too. I saw the post and just clicked the link and that, then hit like. It didn't take any time at all, did it? No, I was actually even out eating, and I was able to still do you, it. Oh, oh, my gosh. You're, so you're out. You're, you're multitasking. <laughs> yeah, I was at Steak and Shake eating and yeah. found, found a way right. to still like right. the page. Hey, Jake, you know what? You know what? Hold on. <laughs> Let me throw this out there to you. You know what? Do I expect you to be, like, 100% active on our Facebook page? No. No. You know what? You know what? You know what means the world to me, though? Yeah. That you just click like. Yeah. You liked it. You just fucking liked the page. Yeah. I I don't expect you to get on there and fucking like yammer on and fucking, you know, you can, but I don't expect you to. Yeah. But it just, you know, it means the world to me that you just took the time out while you're eating your fucking, uh, you know, uh, uh, chili three way. Chili three way. Yeah. To fucking, uh, it was a sincere like too. Was it? Yeah. I don't, I don't like shit just. I didn't like it just because you asked. I liked it because I'm legitimately excited to hear the product. Let me let me throw this out there. I, I'm going to throw this out there. I am really excited to do this podcast tomorrow. Yeah, I'm excited to hear it. My co-host Ashley, she is so gung ho about this. It's it's unreal. Uh, she's doing all the legwork here. I'm going to watch the episode. I, you know, I've been reading up on it. I, I know the creative team behind it, but mm-hmm. I mean. Ashley has been all over this. It was actually her idea to start the podcast. I just kind of like responded to her and said, yeah, I would love to do it with you. And so we're going to get together and we're going to do this fucking podcast about Westworld because I think this could, I don't know. It's, it, I mean, it's a roll of the fucking dice, right? Could be the next Game of Thrones. It could be the next Game of Thrones. And I'm not saying it's like, like Game of Thrones, like, like dragons and all this shit, but like it could be like the next big HBO show. Yeah. That big water cooler show. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you know what? I want to get in on the ground floor of this. And I, 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 I didn't like, like, Jake, you do this show with me. Me and you trying to get together and do a fucking Westworld show? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. We have a hard enough time getting together to do pop culture leftovers. Yeah, yeah. We need to try the Skype thing one of these nights. Yeah, we could. One of these times. Yeah. If worse comes to worse. If worse comes to worse, we could do it. But I love doing it in person. Oh, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I, you know what? And I, I'm letting you know, like, if you enjoy the Westworld show, you're welcome on our podcast. Yeah, and that's you awesome. Know this. That's awesome. You know this. I will let you know. I'm sure we'll talk about it. We'll talk about on it. On next week's episode. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about it. But you'll be able to hear my thoughts on it first. Oh, I don't know what I should do there. On Sweetwater, on Sweetwater Saloon. I might wait until after we yeah. do our first episode. To listen, to listen. That's fine. Yeah, because I don't. I don't want you. Don't want to be your spoiled. judgment, right? Yeah, I want to hear what you thought. Oh, of it I'm going to be. One, I don't care if I'm doing a podcast on it. I'm going to be 100 percent honest. Oh, I know you about will. what I thought about the I episode. I know you will. I no know you will. What? So if it's a, you know, if it's a, if it's if it's a shit storm, I'm going to let you know. I know you will. Yeah, me and Ashley, we've kind of talked about this. Like, oh my god, if this show fucking sucks, we're only doing one season. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, why would you continue? <clears throat> yeah. uh, it's good that you've committed for the whole ten episode run. Yeah, it'll it'll kind of almost be a fun podcast if it is a big pile of shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, we've already thought about that too. If it, if it's a pile of shit, we're just gonna fucking have fun with it. That'll be a great time. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. Everyone else, I get. Don't forget to join the leftover army. Yeah. The page for all of our listeners. Uh, you know, trying to make meet and greets and hook mm-hmm. up and find out where everyone is 
uh, Brooke has created a really awesome map showing the location of all kinds of different listeners and everything. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. So I'll send you the link. It's really cool. Cool. All right. You know what? I'm going to leave you before we uh, do, uh, you know, like uh, every week we have that guy talk about like uh, where you can follow us and all that other shit and mm-hmm. listen to two hours of nonsensical crap. Before you listen to that guy, I am going to leave you in the good hands of one of our listeners, Greg Alenti, mm. talking about his experience meeting Jacob Harmon. So I'm going to play that audio for you. Awesome. I'm going to leave you with that. Because we got the real story. Last week, we, we talked about, you know. Yeah, it was all hearsay. Yeah, we talked about <laughs> Greg Alenti and Jacob Harmon and them meeting at a convention. Now I've got actual audio from Greg Alenti talking about him meeting Jacob Harmon. Uh, no, no Harmon on the audio. I must have ended bad for him. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you with the audio from <laughs> Greg Alenti. And uh, you guys can talk about it on the uh, Leftover Army uh, Facebook fan page. So join that fucking page, like Jake said. Yes. You know what? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, when you're doing that, you can uh, ignore my Sweetwater <laughs> ignore my Sweetwater Saloon podcast like you've all seemed to do. <laughs> fucking ingrates. <laughs> don't, you know what? Don't even listen. I don't even want you listening. Yeah. I don't want anybody. I want all new listeners. <laughs> Fuck the leftover army. Well, I don't listen to this podcast, so I'm yeah. allowed to listen to the Sweetwater Saloon. You can, you can, you can listen to Sweetwater. You like the page, oh, Jake. Okay, okay, okay. You're absolutely allowed to listen. All right. Good deal. But nobody else. None of, none of the leftover army except for Jared Gafford. I'm going to be a and, week behind on that first episode, so don't be offended yeah. that I have no opinion right yeah. away. I want to thank I want to thank everybody that uh, that liked it on Twitter too. I think it was like Joe Martin and Jamie Wright, Rebecca Darling, Deathbox Ty, and Pete Weaver maybe. I don't know some other guys. So thank you, thank you for everybody that did it there. So I want to thank like all seven of you. <laughs> yeah, the magnificent seven. So I'm going to leave you with Greg Alenti, but just like all good leftovers, saying their doggy bags. Thank you for your patronage and thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Yeah, take it away, Calente. Hey, Brian, this is uh, Greg Olenti, Caliente, and um, I just, I thought you should know the truth about Jacob Harmon. Um, So at Comic-Con, everything everything was going fine, and um, we went up to this vendor who was selling these, like these necklaces that were like, had the never-ending story snake thing, like the sigil on it, and they had one left, and like I was looking at it. And like, and like he was looking at it at the same time, but there was only one. So then I thought it should be mine because I was in line first. So I was, I went to grab it. And then he goes, he goes like, what are you doing, bitch? And I said, I'm not, I'm doing what I want, motherfucker. What's your problem? So next thing I know, like I'm reaching in, I have this bag and I was reaching for a roll of, I had like a roll of nickels in there. I was going to use as like brass knuckles just to start fucking him up. And motherfucker, he's so, he doesn't look it, but he's got tricky speed. He was fucking on me and just pounding the back of my head. Paul, 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 like a, like a fucking paddle ball. Like my head was just banging against the floor and back up again, fucking just pounding on my head. And I, I was starting to get real dizzy and I tried to grab his beard and pull it, but the motherfucker, he's like, he's like, it's like trying to wrestle with a snake. He's just so fucking fast. And, um, he was there and he fucking just started pounding on me. And then like for a second he stopped, it was like his mom called on the phone and he stopped and I was, I was like blacking out and it was like for a few seconds he was Jacob Harmon again. But then, then when she hung up, 
I just looked in his eyes and he was gone. It was, he was just full of, all there was was rage. All there was was rage. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat, but it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's race it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carryover, counterculture, pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Podcasts that are original and good. I've already been done before, so we should Separate the wheat from the shaft And we're the shaft of crap, even though we're the shit We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good and toss it, good and taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it Let's embrace the Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carryover, counterculture, pushover Pop culture Leftovers And with the uncool kids What's to say has already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carryover, counterculture, pushover. Pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Sure the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers.